and welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the Dream Warrior, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 492. Summerween Night Terror Spooktacular. Oh my god, Eric, it's here. Summerween is here. It's in full <laughs> effect. It's the scariest time it's of my the year. Time down here. When I said the temperatures rise, and so does the body count, Eric. Ooh. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, can we get through the Summerween intact? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It might have something to do with our sanity as well. Because as we go through this books, I think that we might mention. Some of these are a bit of a nightmare, but we'll get through those. And we have a bunch of books for you all tonight, all you weirdos out there in the Get Fresh crew. <laughs> and if you're wondering, oh my, what about the other books that came out? Oh my, we're the Ravager. You'd have to go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where for our Patreon-only badass spotlight, we talked about Adventures of Superman, John Kent, number five, Steelworks, number two. And Night Terrors, Ravager number one. And if you're not a patron, you have to get over there to find out what Eric says is the most important book oh, ever, yeah. ever, that's ever been ever. written is happening ever. on that spotlight. Well, since the last time you said that, but you are... The most important you, book in Night Terrors and going forward in the DC Universe. Yes, you talked about that on the spotlight, which is about an hour and a half long. So if you get done... This one, you want some more, plus a bunch of other shows, you just go over to the Patreon. Like I said, patreon.com slash weirdscience. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics. All these things will be in the show notes. You can click on them, go all over the place. Everything Weird Science. But it is Summerween, and we want to get down to the down and dirty horror at Whatever. I mean, horrific, <laughs> my, Eric. It's so where is he scary. going with the down and dirty horror stuff? Down and dirty horror stuff. And, yeah, it started out this week. And if you end up, you're listening and you're like, well, I didn't really want to get, say, the Night Terror's First Blood. We'll be talking about that. But you actually have the DC Infinite app. It's on the app right now. You can go and read that right now. Day and date, it came out. And I had a video about it. And the it. Batman? Yeah, the Batman's the ultra subscription oh, level. But that's how they get you, folks. That is how they get you. But if you wanted to read all of <laughs> Night Terrors, it's it's actually a deal a to get that ultra for a year. It's still $100 less than getting all the books of Night Terrors. So I think that that's a cool deal. And I thought that was pretty neat. When I first saw it, and I did a video on this, but I first saw them like, boy, they are desperate. Holy moly, the day and Where date are they, they put smart? that out. And I had the thing, and I think they were smart. I think you want to get people involved, and there were a lot of people that were on the fence. The best way to get them involved is give them the issue, let them go through it. And I thought people who read it did seem more positive than probably me when we get to the Night Terror's About first everything. blood. Well, maybe. Maybe, Eric. Maybe you'll be more positive than me. But all of that, I thought that that was a kind hey, of a Jim. neat little bonus. What's that? Guess what? I don't really hate all of the Joker. Oh, my God, I hate it so much, Eric. <laughs> there you go. That's what I say. I'm going to slice you. But with all of that, the books that were picked on the spotlight, we didn't even mention this was the first time we had three books. 
on the Patreon spotlight. We decided to back on John Kent just so that we could be all night terrors all the time tonight. But those books were picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. And this is their roll call, Eric. Here we go. Uh, uh. Hey there, uh-uh. baby. I'm here to say that there's night terrors going on every day. <laughs> is that a good I'm one? I'm terrified. I think you like it. Stephen Batdad Mitchell. Trevor. Dad Nation. Yeah, y'all. Eric K. Jeffrey Greek. Zach Walker. The Annihilator. Ted Probst. I Love Punchline. Stork. Michael S. Cam. Matt Razor. Demon 3000. Niels Tewart. David Fink. Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rafe, Alpha Kenny Body. What is this, a repeat? That's Holy crazy. Moly. I updated that yesterday. Somebody said, did you update it? It's not updating here, Eric. Oh, so I don't know. Uh, well, you know, Alpha Kenny Body was too busy getting sound effects, is what I think is what was going on. We also have Mark Jager, Bill Beer from the Bat Pie, Ruben. Carlos, Snow Wolf, Marv, Matthew, Rapier, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, Andrew from Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Gush, Million, Batman Beyond, Mark, Brandy, Murray up there in Buffalo, and Doxing, Double Aaron, his ass in Minnesota, all time greats, Reginald Drinkwater, and Rob Lewis. Mm-mm, pour one out for our homies, but hey, it's Summerween. It's scary, Eric. It's scary sure how much you like these books. I'm telling you. You already got me upset about that joker. (laughs) I'm telling you, you say that, uh, I I swear to God, I will. And we'll do this live. It'll just be weird. How do we do it live? Maybe I'll grab, well, I'm saying I'm going to grab a remote mic, get in my car, and come over to your house and burn it down. That's what I'm going to do. I'm telling you right now. And then I don't know why I'm saying this because, you know, it's pretty much evidence to my arson, but I don't care. Look, I'm not worried. You have no idea where I live. I know the building. The building's brick. What are you going to burn it with? A lighter? I'm going to burn it with uh, my laser vision. I don't. I have no <laughs> idea. I'll think of that when I get there. But with all that, we're going to start off. And we, again, all night terrors all the time. Here we go. Getting to the first section of the books and bigger ones by Joshua Williamson. back summerween song there sure is. eric but here we are summerween it has finally arrived every kid 
waits just with bated breath for Summerween to arrive, just the time to go to the beach. Get the AC on and get scared you, out of your What are you pants? talking about? <laughs> Summerween's just like Halloween where I sit in my apartment in a costume. <laughs> Except that it's really hot. It's really hot during the Summerween. But are these books it's hot It's fine Eric? because it's a barely clad leather daddy for my Summerween costume. So it's just a bunch of like leather straps and a mask. No, I, I was thinking like full out leather gimp outfit. That'd be pretty hot even in the God, winter so months. Hot. I mean, it would be really hot there. Hopefully that just comes in and opens up that zipper now and again. As long as somebody's not sitting there and doing that deal on your head. Oh, that is true. Both or all three, maybe I'll say. I don't know how many zippers are on there. You are. Well, okay. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go with the Summerween hits. And again, when I did that song, it was a while back. And it was the idea that Donna DC had some momentum going on. And then we hit Night Terrors with a K. And. I think that most that break people, screeching sound effect. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's just wait. I'll tell Tanya to go out and drive for five minutes. We'll get that. But when we have <laughs> this whole play, I did say that one of the things that I'm going to have to not do so much is while I'm reading these thinking, man, I really wish I was reading the version that was in the Dawn of DC and we continue. Now, you don't really get that feel yet this week, I think. When we get, say, a Green Lantern or we end up getting some other books that we've been really, really enjoying, I think that it might end up like, yeah, I wish that we were back in just the dawn of DC. But I think that even with me not being that much. It's always darkest before the dawn. Well, I'm telling you, I I ended up where I think (laughs) that. Yeah, really. uh, I ended up not being that angry by the end of this week. I may not like the books. He's growing. Well, I may not like the books, but I, I kind of. Enjoy where a lot of people were seemingly getting involved and it was giving them something to talk about, even if it was talking about that they weren't that great. A lot of the times at DC in the past year or so, people have just been blasé with everything. Man, at least this lit a fire under their ass. It may not be a great one, but at least it's there. And one of the things that I didn't hear that much that I thought this week that we'd hear a lot of, well, oh, here we go, Joshua Williamson, another bomb, all this. I didn't really hear that that much. A lot of people were expecting little from this, so I think it did actually end up not impressing Are people them, actually but... out there besides us, like talking about Johnny Shoe Williamson, another bomb, here we go? Yeah, people, people were saying like that? that all into, you know, up until this, oh, I don't need an event again, and there is event fatigue. But the other idea wasn't Joshua Williamson. I mean, that Dark Crisis was terrible. Because before Dark Crisis, he seemed to be a darling, though. Yeah, but this is after Dark Crisis, Eric. And, <laughs> and the big shame is me and you are really enjoying the Superman book. You have your problems because you don't like fun. But with all this going on, though, that is one of the best books that we've read from in a while. Maybe because it just started. But this whole Night Terrors, when you go into this, too, you know, we're going to get Night Terrors First Blood number one. That's what we're going to start with. That is the kickoff to the main Summerween event, Night Terrors. And then we'll go to the Night Terrors Batman. But after this first section, we can talk a little bit about the idea. Do these tie-ins matter? That's one of the big plays. With well, that's a, the problem with event all of these huge. events. They never seem to matter because every writer just goes off and does their own thing to tie in to fill that slot that the comic books need to have filled. And it's just its own little separate entity outside of the main event books. Yeah, and so when you go into it, a lot of times, and I did with this as well, when people were at, oh, what should I read? What do you think is going to be important? I said, listen, just, I said, just start <laughs> with the main book. Yeah. If you like that, then go with the yeah. character the like. and or the writers that you like or artists. That, that seems advice. to be. 
And it still is because I'm telling you, I got a hold of two writers that are in this whole night cares and said, Hey, what did they tell you going into this? Just to see, because I read all these and these times I'm like, it's don't really feel that important to the overall story. So I asked two of the writers. They both said they got absolutely nothing. They were told nothing. They were just told make some nightmare stuff. So take that with what you want. We've been hearing this from writers like ever since was a future's end when that happened before future state the idea that there's no idea about what it is. You don't just write a story, go out there. It doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. Yeah. And I think I can say, you know, the name, it's not going to throw anybody under the bus. But Jimmy Palmiotti got a hold of us. and he, he heard us talking about, man, what does this have to do with anything? It was that G.I. combat nonsense. And That's he right. got a hold because we were like, G.I. Zombie. G.I. Zombie. Suddenly they were on a barge with zombies in the bay. And Five like, years from now, shit gets real. <laughs> the bay. Like, well, this doesn't make sense. And I think he got so upset hearing us lose our mind about what the hell is he writing that he got a hold of me and said, I just want you to know they didn't tell us jack shit. We didn't know what we were doing. So we just made a story that wouldn't impact everything else. Right and now, just yeah. tried to have fun. And that's what I think that is basically going on here. And so with that, I think that where we saw, and if you want to go hear us talk about it again, we did it on the Patreon spotlight, but the idea of Ed Brisson doing the Ravager deal, it does seem to tie in a bit to a Stormwatch story in the Batman Brave and the Bold anthology. So you, Ed Brisson. Go with it. I mean, that's what you kind of maybe want. And it's one of those things, I think that by the end of this all, you know, you're just going to have times and just go with characters or creators that you like. That's what we said before. But you have to Can have the that? main book. No. I, ah. I end up saying I was yelling and screaming on something, video or something. And I'm like, eh, and hey, your kids, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to buy that. And I have to, I always have to stop. And I'm like, well, I kind of am. But I'm I'm pretending that I can make a stand <laughs> here because I still have to review all the these things. big man over here trying to make a stink. I know I am really a big man. I, I got all of my, you know, phone books. I was on top yelling. Got seven Apple freaking yeah. cards. <laughs> like 20 of them. I still can't reach the top shelf. I'm like, get Eric. I need the corn. But you end up with all this. That's why we're here. That's why we're skewering and reviewering stuff. Because if, say, you don't want to end up getting the poison ivy, you can hear us lose our mind when we talk about it. So I think but that Jim, that's what we're here to do. You don't understand. Don't say anything Maybe. about that joker. I'll slice <laughs> your ass. I'm telling you, I will kill you. Though you might be surprised what I think about it. Eric. I don't think I will. <laughs> I don't think you will either. But we're going to start with the main book, and we'll talk about more of this as we go on and what we hope happens and what we think should have or whatever. But Night Terror's September. first blood, number one. Can't wait. Wake me up when September comes, when Summerween ends. That'll be the new song. Night uh, Terror's first blood, number one. Written by Joshua Williamson, art by Howard Porter, Brad Anderson, and Troy Petiri. Now, when I went through this, I I sat there, I'm reading it, and I'm like, all right, the first thing that I start off with is, okay, nobody's going to know who Dr. Destiny is, and you start out with that. I thought that was, a well, it works, but it, I think you could have come out with more of a bang, but I also thought, boy, Eric's going to hate this art, because you don't like Howard Porter's art that much, and it's full Not a huge Howard fan, no. Carter art, and I like it. And that's what really got me by the end, where you told me you hated the art, like hated well, it so much. It's, you said it's that a weird you wanted situation, to kill it because I don't believe I remember saying all of that. <laughs> I but I did say I did, 
I didn't like the art that much because even when you start this issue out and you have a dream state going on with John D, who's Dr. Destiny, not realizing that he is in a dream himself, surrounded by his family, thinking he just woke up from a crazy dream where he was surrounded by like, you know, costumed people. When you have this, which is supposed to be a normal presentation before the nightmare even starts, I'm looking at John D's face here and even his wife here. And I'm like, they look like monster beings already. You say that. And now we're going to get into it. Eric. First off, do you think his wife calls him the big D? Because I hope she does. That's what I'm saying. But Twice dead. This whole play here, this is where I started thinking more. And I thought that if I cracked the code, I might like this better. But this should be his pretty much, you know, sedated dream as he's in Arkham Tower. He is actually in Arkham Tower at this point, sedated Physically, in yeah. a psychiatric ward. So this should probably be the idea that he is in his own mind. He's been drugged. He's all that. And he comes up with this. And I wish that they played out a deal where you had what is insomnia waiting for this moment, waiting for them to do something to him psychologically in Arkham Tower that gives them that open door to get in here and fuck with things. And that would have really, I think, tied some things together here. You don't get it. So when you get in the beginning, you're just kind of like, oh, well, he's just having a nice day. Oh, no, a nightmare. It's one of the problems that we have because we have a big two-month event with all of these tie-in books. You don't like even the idea of what the main book is is a little weird because, you know, you have Batman being a big book as well as First Blood starting things off here. And the introduction of Insomnia, this counterpart to Dr. Destiny who had the Dream Stone. This guy's coming in into the Dream World. He wants to get his hands on the Nightmare Stone. He doesn't know where it is. Dr. Destiny hit it somewhere, somewhere inside the mind of a, like the dreams of a villain or a hero. So that's why he has to search through two months of fucking assholes trying to find them. But when we have the insomnia go on, it's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get to the real world to like by possessing a human body and Do- John D here, Dr. Destiny. But also, there's nothing about the idea of like, where did insomnia come from? Who is that's he? My, that's my biggest problem. You have no rules, no backstory. No. Even you're just like, this guy's here, bad shit's going, and you're going to have to wait to probably two months to find out why. And that doesn't seem like a lot. It's just a lot of books to wade through to try to figure out what's important and where you're going to get the actual story in the background of this big two-month event. And I I think that the play could have been better. And I think one of the things, again, I said that, hey, we start with Dr. Destiny. A lot of people don't know Dr. Destiny. And you don't really know what he's up to. And even in Wonder Woman 84, they freaking did an amalgam. Like, here's Maxwell Lord combined with Dr. Destiny because neither one of them's big enough for Wonder Woman 84. So when we end up having this, I I don't feel like you're – it's it's trying to play out almost like the beginning of Scream. You know, you have Drew Barrymore. She gets yeah. It's it's kind of a cold open here because we don't really know anything. What's that your favorite went on. scary movie, Jim? But that's the thing that builds tension, 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 and really sets up a really cool opening. Till when you get done, like oh crap, now the real movie's going to start. This didn't have that feel to me, and where I wanted to see because again, when he's sitting there with his family, and he's like with his wife. Oh, this is great. You know, I'm not even thinking about these people in costumes and tights. It was all a dream. You want to play out an idea that this is part of his therapy, maybe, but it all just gets thrown at you. You really don't know that. And like I said, I wanted Love to see. Daddy, I wanted to, yeah, and I wanted to see how this would play out. And then when he ends up seeing that it's a nightmare, freaking out, and then just seemingly walking to the Hall of Justice, goes in, sees, oh no, it's haunted, and then we get ah, like, it's haunted. That doesn't work out well in my mind in the whole reality of what's going on. Yeah, it gets Dr. Destiny's body to the Hall of Justice. That's all it really does. 
when they show up, he's there, but it doesn't connect well with me. Well, not, not I'm saying though, especially with what everything you else have, because by the end of this whole issue, Insomnia is going to put the entire world to sleep so it can wade through the minds and memories of people to try to find the nightmare stone that Dr. Destiny has hidden from him. But when you have the idea, it's like, all right, I can get the Freddy Krueger rules. If you die in your dreams, you die in real life. But when you have an idea where Dr. Destiny was brought to the Hall of Justice in his dream, and then outside of that, there's an actual physical dream construct of him in the Hall of Justice while his physical body's also in Arkham Tower. You have the idea, like, how does how do you make this work? And why do we need an actual physical body in the real world, like, you know, in the form of, you know, John D., Dr. Destiny, but insomnia? When everybody else is sleeping, the whole story's going to take place in the dreams. Is it just like, you need somebody for a, a wake Damian Wayne to fight? There's going to be something that comes up a little later where it's mentioned, you know, my night warriors you know those those dream warriors things and whatever yeah you end up where they're (laughs) out there to try to grab the people that don't go it doesn't make much sense and the other thing that i kept thinking okay you end up having (laughs) dr destiny he ends up oh no a nightmare he ends up in the hall of justice but really what should be happening is already you would have had insomnia trying to get to the nightmare stone if it if you thought it was, but he doesn't. So why does this any? Why does this happen? Why are we even there? And when they end up where at one point because we go off and then we're introduced to Dead Man, and I know that this is kind of playing off those old you know horror hosts and even the old horror comics where you'd have Hey, look at me, I'm Dead Man. It really threw me off. It changed the tone and the breaking the fourth wall. I always end up thinking goofy stuff and whatnot. Well, I'm telling you, I don't even have a problem with Dead Man letting everybody know who Boston Brand is because like you and I talked about, I think maybe on the Patreon spotlight or even off air, Dead Man is not like a recognizable name character. So you want to have a little background for somebody who might- Destiny, right? I Agreed. mean, seriously. Uh, actually, maybe. I don't I don't know. Like, I don't think, like, you know, you walk on the street, you're not going to say like, do you know who Dr. Destiny is? No. Do you know who Dead Man is? No. That's the answer you've got to get. So you have a little bit of background for a character that might be a main player in your big story here. It's not bad. It's just when you take Boston Brand being the narrator of this story to then tell you who Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman are that takes up a good portion of this book. That's the problem. Yeah, I think that maybe people might know those three. Yeah, you know, the truth. Even then, and I told you, I said that I don't I don't get the full play here that Joshua Williamson quite knows Dead Man. And we were talking about it and the idea where he's like, Yeah, look at me, I'm hanging out in the graveyards and there's this guy getting buried, and it's really pushed towards the idea that Dead Man talks possesses dead people i think that a lot of people get that idea and he doesn't and then you're like well where else because there is a thing where he would hang out in nanda parba but that's been destroyed we don't know anything about it but when he does say i'm telling you when you even talk about nanda parba and what it means anymore because this could have been big if you would have brought that up what was the story that we had that changed all of these big places it was just League Dark, though. Oh, yeah, because the Upside Down Man where he destroyed hell and nothing ever came from it. It's just something that he we was said at one point. Nobody liked his sweatpants. That's what it was. <laughs> Hanging upside down with his sweatpants. Well, at that point in time, we had Nanda Parabot destroyed and became the Necropolis. And this big change, like the idea that hell was destroyed, nothing ever came from it. So now we just have a Boston Brown with the idea that Ramakushna is gone, has lied to him. Nanda Parabot is sanctuary. That's all been destroyed. But. It's just been left open. Nobody has dealt with Nanda Parabot or anything. And it's just like, I guess maybe that's what it is. Maybe they dealt with it off paddle in between some books somewhere. It's just gone now. And Dead Man hangs out in cemeteries because he's not in a Wonder Woman book screwing things up. <laughs> and that's the We're the saving the day. And again, I'm just saying, and some people did talk to me like, okay. And I said, do you know Dead Man? No. What do you get from this? They said, well, he can talk to dead people. No. 
he ends up possessing dead bodies. No, he can talk it, to it, other spirits. It's fine. Other deal the spirits, but not like this. And the idea of it, where he says, "I hang out in graveyards," is very odd because he does things by possessing living people. Not so. Why would you hang? You're hanging out somewhere where you're not going to get anyway. It's just hanging. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't mind this because the idea of possessing people. It's always been a weird situation, especially nowadays about the idea of being like. Putting your, yourself into somebody else's body without consent, like that's that, yeah, that's all shit. So you, you don't you don't want to do that. Should go with Batman cares, and even we had the well, idea Batman in the fifty two where people yeah. people lost their minds where Dead Man was going to possess a, a, a random person to have sex with Dumb. Well, when you're going to when you throw it. sex into it, it's, it's going to be problems. But, but still, but the idea anymore with Dead Man, he can talk to other spirits, and this is where he can see a spirit that's lingering around before it goes to the light, because that's all he really has to do, unless he's just floating around waiting for bad shit to happen to possess people. Yeah, it's weird. A lot of times when you look up his powers and how people go with it none of them even have that it's that he can sense some things and whatnot but even so he's just hanging hanging in a graveyard to give you his background but i don't need to know about a hundred year old guy who died and had a lot of people gathered around there's a lot of filler here and i didn't really need that and it's pushing towards the dead not the supernatural nightmare realm that we're going to actually deal with i thought it was just it's not a deal breaker or anything i just thought it was a bit of a misplay but then to go and i think that in this book there are so many forced progressions there's dead man he's like yeah that that's pretty cool look at that funeral pretty cool that guy was really oh here comes superman i sent some energy on him i better follow him that's just the progression some haunted energy (laughs) yeah and then he's like doing that and oh i I sense it on the wonder woman's too and oh my god we got a haunted hall of justice (laughs) what is going on here i mean you have to have a better way to get us into dark mansion of forbidden love the hall of justice it's so odd here that that's the play and yeah and even when you see it you see all these spirits outside swirling around i'm like what is going on here i don't know now there is a cool play where a one lady comes out, and I actually thought that the Hall of Justice was completely decimated and just destroyed, but everybody's still filing in and out, and a girl comes up, hey, can I take your selfie? And Superman and Wonder Woman, oh, yeah, always. So they do that, but that's to pretty much send to Amanda Waller. That's interesting enough, and this whole well, Having story the wall in the seems, background, especially with everything she's been doing before Night Terrors, is making her a bigger player for things to come, which I appreciate. Well, it is. And this whole story seems to be setting up, and I'm talking Night Terrors, is to set up more of Amanda Waller going forward. Just remember the idea that she's trying to collect characters and things like that all around, and that kind of like seems like is what's going to happen. Yeah, Look at really. all these characters I have, you have, have them all there. So I love the idea that as they're going into the Hall of Justice, you end up having Wonder Woman's like, hey, good to see you, Kal-El. So that you were messing around with the Lex Luthor. I thought maybe you were an imposter. And he's like, Again. it's complicated. Then they go in and then Superman says, we're far enough away from the clouds. You can you can skip the theatrics. The crowd, theatrics? Yeah. Yeah, what theatrics is he talking you about? Know, hanging out in the darkness. They took a selfie and then Batman comes out. I'm like, it's so weird. Also. They all got, they all seemingly got the same alert, but yeah. yet they ask Batman, Hey, did you call us? And then Batman, I want him to say, Are you guys idiots? No, you got the same alert. It's because they broke into this 
you know, extra special vault here where we have all our things, which we've talked about before, should not be where it well, is even, right like now. I'm telling anyway. you, when you have the Hall of Justice, it's such a weird idea because the, the Justice League is disbanded. They talk about the idea now. We keep it open for the tourists. I just wish we'd go back to the early 2000s with the concept of the Hall of Justice is there as a front for the like the meeting place of the Justice League, and then they slideways their ass up to the freaking watchtower. You want the moon base? Or the, I do you want, want the moon. The no, I want, honestly, I want the moon base because that's where they go, and I always love the moon base but i want that to be a thing because even when they had that there they even had a special room just for the three of them which was a pocket dimension room i that think they that's could go in and this, talk. yeah and i i just want all of that stuff back because here it's just like yeah all this part over here it's off limits but this thing that's been broken through it's extra special off limits and i'm hoping we get but some we're not more doing shit here no more well that's titan's what the weird up. play is yeah titan's tower and you even have them we should probably shut this down that's fine and when they but when they go and say okay Somebody broke into this room. Only the three of us here are able to get in there. Oh my God. Dead, dead man. man. <laughs> dead man, like, basically gets a hard on here and says, Oh my God. It's a locked room mystery. Batman cracked a. Are we ever going to get back this. to this? Because <laughs> I was excited about a, you know, a locked room mystery. They never even mentioned the no, idea no, no, of the who is, got in here and how. It's a it's a locked room mystery with going, oh my god, that's John D. He must have broken out of Arkham Tower where he's supposed to be right now, came here and was murdered by somebody. Well, by the end of this one, oh no, his ass is still that's in Arkham. This, is, this yeah. is a nightmare dream construct and uh, also insomnia is the guy. We figured out the mystery. It's, like, we just got our hopes up a little bit too much for that locked that door mystery. That actually gives me more of a deal because I think that Batman would have this set up where even that wouldn't be able to break this whole thing in this construct. You say that. I don't know. Well, the thing is, you say that. I agree. Dead man should not even be able to get no. in here. No. He should have had a problem where he got stopped and then he had to do something. Also, then, while this is going on, you end up, and this is, again, this progression. They walk into the room. There's a dead body. And first off, the idea that who is to say that this body isn't the intruder? Or who's to say anything like that? But they already kind of know everything. And then Batman says, John D., how did you know that? I know. All right, let's move on. Thank God, because I couldn't pick him in a lineup. I mean, look at this guy. And then, oh, my God. What's going on, I think? And then Superman says, somebody's sending us a message. And then you get the phone ring, and it's Harley Quinn off in Arkham Tower. Hey there, Batsies! I'm like, what is going on? It's a little aside, and it's honestly, it's just weird for Harley Quinn to be in Arkham Tower on a freaking patient-like level, especially one for Dr. Dusty just to pick up meds for herself. But I like that she's we, getting supplies, which makes me think she's just stealing drugs, is what it is. But the, I, I, again, again, what are you doing in Arkham Tower for supplies? With but even that, it just goes against, I'm telling you, in full costume, being on a patient level like that, I want to keep on to say wing because I want to think it's the matter, but it's a tower. So a patient level, but it doesn't make sense for her to be there. And like we saw in Harley Quinn last week, I think it was, Batman was supposed to call her to come do this whole night terrorist thing. So it's already got different here. And that's Nick Pickery, I guess. Hey, well, here's not Nick Pickery to me. Hey, Bats, baby. I was just stopping by Arkham for a few medical supplies. And we got a bit of a boo-boo here. We need to talk about John D. It, does everybody just call Batman anytime anything happens? Because this I is would. a patient at Arkham Tower. That's nothing to do with Batman. This is a patient who's having nightmares at Arkham Tower. There's nothing that you would think I have to call Batman or else people would be calling Batman every second of every day. Harley calls just because a guy is murmuring things in a nightmare. It just so happens that they think that he's dead right in front of them. It is so forced. There's no reason for this. And it's Harley calling batman 
<laughs> no, no, we're, we're looking at him right here. You just, no, you can't don't be. understand. He's here. Like, the idea of the forest nature is just that you don't have enough perspective on it. You don't know that Harley, like Batman, sadly, is really upset that he freaking gave Harley his number because she's always there getting <laughs> medical supplies. She's always just hey, calling. Hey, hey, best baby, you won't believe this, but you know, Victor Freeze, he won't eat his pudding. That, that's what I'm getting at. That was the whole thing. Hey, I All right, Harley. Well, I'm here at the Orkham Tower, and I don't know why they have Croc here, but he's here and he's crying. He's upset. Edward Nigma shit his pants back, baby. <laughs> Oh my god. Hey, Bat Baby, Sass is in here and he's pulling everybody's pants he's down. He's not cutting himself when he kills somebody. Gracious, what's happening here? I like the pudding. Uh, yeah, hey, they don't like the movie selection tonight. Oh no, call it the Bats Baby. All right, Harley. I just kept thinking, like, why is she calling about this one guy who's now freaking out? There's no reason. For who the character is, the idea of scre- like screaming in his sleep, having this like weird like attack that he's having. And for how dangerous the character is, you know, going up against the entire Justice, Justice League at times, maybe this is the right call, even if it isn't so forced. From Harley. I yeah. mean, this is Arkham Tower. Also, maybe we'll go with the, the idea, too, where you would think that they have certain protocols in place to, you know, kind of make sure their powers don't get one. All that stuff. But they just have them on a gurney running them through a hallway where Harley's there with her huge mallet because she's there to steal drugs. And she calls Batman. <laughs> And he's like, oh, shit, we better get there. And then you have Superman and Wonder Woman. No, I'm going to go. Wonder Woman says, this sounds like magic stuff, so I'm going to go get Satana. Superman, I'm going to get the Super Court. So they go off to their tie-ins. So does that mean if the Justice League disbanded, the JLD in the basement of the Hall of Justice disbanded as well? I, I don't know, because a lot of people were hoping that all of this Night Terrors would give us back a Justice League dark book. But yeah, it seems I, it's it's weird stuff. Remember, that's the idea, too. They, they have relics just laying around all over this Hall of Justice. Secured. I mean, all over, right? Uh, just like the drugs well, over at Arkham well, Tower. I don't even remember the event anymore. The big, Maybe even Dark Crisis or pre-Dark Crisis stuff leading into that, where Clayface just went and grabbed a freaking, like, it was a mother box off of a display, and, like, it's a real thing. Well, that's what you do, Harry. But, yeah, so they're all freaking out. And then at this point, Dead Man needs to talk to them. Dead Man needs to talk to, the, you know, what's going on. And so he tries first to get into the dead body, what they think of John D even though that is a country. Stop trying dead to possess body. dead, dead bodies. Yeah, and that's can't where you it. go. He can't do Stop that anyway. Stop using Wonder Woman book rules. Yeah, and you end up where you even mentioned Wonder Woman earlier when he was talking about her, but the idea She was dead when we hung out. I'm like, you hung out when she was alive, though, too, so it didn't make much sense. And that's one of the best things where you had the Clune Reds who were on the actual Wonder Woman book, and you have Joshua Williamson here bringing up Dead Man, letting you know who he is for the most part. Maybe it's a new status quo for Boston Bread, and he's letting us in on it, but the one thing that he does here that the Clune Reds fucked up all over because they did nothing but fuck up Boston Brand in that Wonder Woman book, but at least the Trinity can't see Boston. In that Wonder Woman book, everybody can see it's Boston. It's true, but I love this idea because, again, maybe it's page face or whatnot. Well, Boston tries to get into that dead body. You kind of get a rule later, well, he couldn't because it was a construct, but that's not the case either. It's, it, he yeah. can't get in dead bodies. So he's like, I know that Bats won't like this. It's funny, he doesn't try Superman or Wonder Woman, but he gets into Batman and then immediately Superman goes, Dead Man, is that you? <laughs> What's going on? Usually, too, you have a purple aura around when, when you end up having the Dead Man uh, inhabit a body. And this is fine, yeah. but that's fine. Uh, but yeah, immediately, though. They like, hey, hey, it's not even like, hey, I got some wicked cool news. Hey, what's this Boston brand here? He's like, Dead Man, is that you? Yes, yes, it is me. And then the, were you here the whole time? All this stuff just to say the realm of dreams and the world of death are connected. 
related, so, you know, like brother and sister or something. That eh, seems a little, little shady. There, there's nothing shady about brothers and sisters being related. Primordial, real bad mojo. And then Batman, he ends up, you know, pretty much vomiting him out, which I hate. I like when they go, Dead Man used to go into your chest. For some reason, it's just very like, you know, the Frighteners. You remember that Michael J. Fox movie? Yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's kind of a thing that I believe that Neil Adams and that last bunch of Dead Man nonsense that you bailed. Yeah, I skipped He started doing that as well, and I think they're going a lot from that as well. But you end up Batman fights it off and says, and I like where he's like, I heard what Dead Man said. I was in there. (laughs) Never do that again, Boston. That sets up kind of what happens later then. But he goes off. I got to get to Arkham Tower. Boston, you follow me. Just yells it to him. You know, hey, dead man, come with me. And they go What's he going to do? Wait for a response? You got to just yell it. Well, I'm saying he. It, they're not going to mess up the rules here. He just yells, Boston, if you're still around, you follow my ass. Let's go. And they leave. And that's where you have that girl call off to Amanda Waller. And that that's actually one of the most intriguing things of this week is Amanda Waller still keeping tabs on everybody and what she's trying to do in here, even though when she says something wicked this way comes, I want her to look around like, damn it, I'm alone. Nobody heard me say the cool line. Uh, but but the thing is, you say that she's, she's got a gigantic robot, man. I have no idea what this is. Shine a light on whatever they're up to for me. Will you re- read you loud and clear, Waller? It will be so bright, it will burn. I'm, like, I'm just sitting there if I'm Amanda Waller, I'm like, why do I keep you around? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Come on now. Get me a soda. Look, I just said something wicked this way comes. You can't try to one-up me with your bullshit robot thing. It's like a giant robot Prometheus. It seems like Insomnia's just a kind of whacked out version of Dr. Destiny. His characters that he creates are almost always like almost like Earth 3 versions of everyone. Or this little Well, maybe she's supposed to be on Earth 3 still. And we have a multi-dimensional cell phone that this lady's contacting her on because I want to know how and when Amanda Waller left Earth 3 after the war for Earth 3. Well, we might find that. I'm saying even before he did Earth 3 stuff, a lot of his characters are just variations of known characters. That's how he usually plays the stuff. So that's probably like, you know... Prometheus, not us. Eric, I, I was trying to come up with something, but you end up what are where you, are you really? uh, it does look like Prometheus, though. A giant a hulking Prometheus. The Prometheus, the Prometheus that laughs. Yeah, that's what it'll be. Uh, so they go off and you end up having Harley. I mean, just standing around. She shouldn't be there. She's just there. They're like, oh, Harley Quinn's there with her mallet. Oh, that's fine. Batman comes running in. You do end up where Dr. Destiny is yelling, please, his eyes, his eyes. His and I'm eyes? thinking, okay, what does that mean? What are we going to get? And he says, if he finds the Nightmare Stone, it'll be the end of everything. And then he just explodes. Explodes <laughs> what are, what are purple goo. Slash splat. <laughs> yeah, slash splat it happens. And everybody's just like looking and like, oh, crap. And then you have the play where Batman says, his wounds are identical to the ones that he had in the Hall of Justice. Harley Quinn just yells out, oh, shit. We got Freddy Krueger rules in here. Now I'm playing with power. <laughs> now they're playing with power. I'm like, why, why are you jumping to these conclusions? We didn't really get much of any sort of info. You're just playing the tropes and the cliches, but I guess you can go with that. But yeah, oh my God, if we end up dying in our dreams, we're going to die in real life. Oh my God, let's go. And yeah, then right. Batman's trying to figure out what is the Nightmare Stone. Now, this is the big deal here where you have what is insomnia talking out of the body, the dead body of John, now, D, yeah. of John D. And he's like that, you know, he hid the nightmare stone long ago in the dreams of his enemies. 
and they're trying to figure it out. I like where Batman's like, Boston? It's not, like, it's not me, Batman. It's not me, but Batman can't but hear him. So who knows? Yeah. yeah. So he says, maybe we can team up to find it after I kill a few Robins. You, can, you know, all that stuff going on. But this is where he jumps up. And, you know, you have, this is horrific. I mean, this looks like a, a horror movie here. It's so crazy to me, though, because, like I said, we had known nothing about this insomnia character besides he's going to make the entire world sleep to find the nightmare stone that's hidden in somebody's dreams. But when you have John D, just a normal guy, he has the dream stone, he has the powers to manipulate and do stuff, like corrupt people's dreams into reality and all the other stuff that you know Dr. Destiny for. I don't think insomnia needs more power at this point in time because he can already do all of this shit. Like, it feels like he's already using a nightmare kind of conduit. Yeah. And so when he jumps up, he starts talking trash to Batman. Batman hits him with a batarang. He's like, really, a batarang? That's really going to do something to me. You're out of your depth here. But then he starts to play that whole play of, now you want to try to figure out who this insomnia might be. There are little things that he says in here where the superheroes ended up dissing him and they didn't treat him right and things like that going Snapper on car yeah who knows <laughs> at one point he even calls dead man brother there there's some weird plays going on Old Hogan. this whole thing about you know dreams do come true it's all freddy <laughs> it really is just a lot of freddy stuff uh and in this all you end up where at least batman so it's says the best thing ever to run now, I don't know. They end up fighting, but I still want to know because... No, no, I'm talking about the idea that it's just all Freddy stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm down. I'm in here for it. It's the best thing now ever. Now the doctors are infected and they have to fight. And, you know, you get that. Then you get Wonder Woman goes off to see Zatanna, but then they bring them Zatanna and Detective Chimp to but look at the But even the idea, you put the entire world to sleep into a nightmare situation so you can hop people's minds looking for the nightmare stone while you also have nightmare constructs in the waking world to take on anybody who has it. So the people that haven't fallen asleep, like a Damian Wayne or a Zatanna, you just have, it's going to have like waking nightmares. So what's the point of it, essentially? Yeah. And you have these spiders that are going to be his like nightmare warriors in the real life, too. That's dream that's warriors. Out. Yeah. The, well, they are the dream warriors there. <laughs> Oh my. So then you end up where at this point, we get that point that we have in a lot of those events in this where, oh no, here's where everybody falls asleep. And that ends up happening. Satan is able to fight it off with magic. She says no sleep is backwards, driving me nuts, but it does not help Wonder Woman or Detective Chimp for whatever reason. And then I said, then she says crap backwards and both of them shit their pants. But well, the whole play of this, I, I still. Asleep. I'll just blame that when they wake up. Well, yeah. Well, no, you get the hell out of there then. They, you know, they might be asleep for a while. You're going to have to shit. But I just, at this point, everything's starting to get like, you know, zero to 60. But I still don't understand the rules really or what's going on in some. I know that we're going to get the proper numbered issues of Night Terrors. But at this point, I think you're trying to wow the reader because you don't really have a setup as much as I think you should at this point. And you see Superman, he ends up falling asleep. You see all the other people that were going to get tie-ins. And then, as we said, me and you were discussing this on the spotlight, you do see what I guess is Earth or an eyeball or just a marble, but it looks like it's enveloping the whole world. And thank God that Skywatch is a satellite outside of Earth, so Stormwatch is still able to be awake. I don't get it. I'm telling you, what we were told, they weren't told anything. But in that, there was somebody who, even before this happened, Ended up asking Joshua Williamson, well, if this ends up doing, 
well, how many people are going to die from, you know, plane crashes and all? And he's like, just like everyone loves Ivy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, nobody will. They'll make sure that everything's fine. I'm, who's, who's they? they? <laughs> I said they. The quintessence? What are we talking about here? Who they. knows? But yeah. And so you end up having all this. And that's where he says with these weird spiders and shit coming down. He's like, my sleepless nights come to anybody who resists. So they're going to have to fight those assholes off. Harley's like, oh, no, I think I'm going to fall asleep. But then Batman ends up and it, it throws me Emergency off. Emergency protocols activate. There, there's a weird play in this where I think that Joshua Williamson just keeps wanting to have jokes and fun. And it this it throws the horror off. But, yeah, you get the protocol. No sleep till. Gotham. <laughs> Can you tell how excited I was, Eric? There you go. You get no, no sleep till Gotham protocols. Seems like too long of a protocol when real shit is happening. But he ends up where it pumps him full of adrenaline. Now we got a crank situation on our hands. Yeah. But it's not enough. He's trying to do this. He's getting fought. I like the art through the most part of this book. This page gets wonky with Batman transforming all this. He gets knocked into the nightmare realm where he's goth kid Bruce Wayne, even though he looks a little older here than what we get well, in the, the tie-in. But. What, you, what you get for the tie and everything like that is that Bruce Wayne, when he was a young boy and witnessed his parents murdered in front of him, he wanted to look his best for the what night out to see Zorro. And you wear <laughs> you you wear eyeliner, Jim, and then you're crying because your pants and your eyeliner runs down your face. And that you're a juggalo or the crow. I thought, he was, I thought he was a juggler, is what I thought, is what was going on. He's but, Eric Draven. So he is, Bruce now has been, even though he hit the no sleep till Gotham, that didn't work. He's in the nightmare for realm. Damien. Yeah, well, that sent it out to Damien, so he knew shit was going on. The reason why Damien doesn't go is all that shit that he read. We'll get to that in the time. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, he ends up, Batman gets knocked out. The no sleep till Gotham. I guess that ain't and what now happened. It's Boston's time. The problem was they were already in Gotham. That's why he fell asleep, Eric. You have to do that outside of Gotham. Gotham. They're in Washington, D.C. They're in the Arkham Tower at this point. Oh, you're right. For some reason, I thought we we're still in the Hall of Justice because of the two John D. But you're right. You're you right. You can go with that. He says it'll take him 15 minutes. So that'll be pretty quick. But yeah, they ended up done. And so all this going on, and Deadman freaks out and doesn't have it. The body of Batman. Oh, he's not going to like this, but he's, you know, he's doing his Dead, no sleep. That's the Gotham. thing is, Dead Man is the worst Batman ever. He's like, look, I'm going to inhabit this body. I'm going to fight these things off as Batman to keep him safe and pretty much, you know, try to fight these things off. What's he, his first bit? I'm going to bite a spider monster in the face. Then then starts talking to himself. I, I'd normally crack a joke here. Oh, would you? What was the joke there, Dead Man? Uh, and he says, but I'm going to do what Batman does. The silent treatment. I got a little confused there with the art as well. But then you get <laughs> insomnia say, oh, you're like me, brother. I'm like, oh, shit, it's Cleveland brand we got going on. I, I didn't Again. know what was going on here. I told you, it's Hulk Hogan. It might be. Listen here, brother. That's all he's doing. Uh, but he says, you know, you could be so much more insomnia than a Insomnia mania is going to run wild all over you. And, and he does know that it is dead man. He's talking to because he talks about the circus performer and the play of you should join up with me. You waste your talents. You should help me find the Nightmare Stone. Okay, you got that, but then he just Tell grabs me, him Boston by the Brand, neck. What do the dead dream about? Yeah, and then the weird play here is, and I told you, 
the the whole idea is he still should be in the John D body yep. there and that body transforms. It looked weird, but yet later, say in the Joker book, he's just there and he's recognized as Doctor Destiny by the. It, it's a weird play. It's a weird play there. He just calls him Mr. D. Do we even have the idea that he thinks that this is Dr. Destiny or is the Joker just in his own little dream world where this is just Mr. D and nothing like like Dr. Destiny or Insomnia special? You know, John D. It's weird that he would just grab that name out of nowhere. So it's a, it's a weird play. I don't no, think even it the idea anyway. Through all the night I started books, thinking it was a hint. Well, uh, dude, I, I'm, that's the thing is, I know that I read this book. Like, you know, it's the first one. Uh, actually, it was the second book I read because I read Ravager first and thought to myself, "Man, I got to read that first book first. So I went and read this. And even though we right here, we just talked about the idea that you know it's John D's dead body being inhabited. What well, we believe to be the dead body, he might come back by the end, but inhabited by this character in Sami, and he's going around. So for some reason, I got done this book. Never once thought anywhere else we saw Insomnia that it was John D's body. I just thought that was Insomnia, his own character. But when we get to the Joker by the end, when he says, Mr. D, I'm like, oh, my God, it's John D's brother. (laughs) But then I'm thinking, wait a minute. But he also called dead man. Oh, my God. What do we got? We got Hulk Hogan in this shit. Uh, But it's a weird play. But that's where the big, you know, character reveal. I'm Insomnia. Now tell your good friend Insomnia. What do you what did the dead dream about? And I wanted him, I possess the living. I wanted him to say Leonard. But you end it. It's a pretty cool panel. About being end. alive. <laughs> it's, a very, it's a pretty good. Also, I do want to point out there was another line that I didn't bring up. I think it was in this where you end up where when Batman ends up expelling, vomiting up the man. You do that again. And I'm going to make you see the light. I wanted Deadman to go, please. That's all I want. Send me to heaven. That's what I want, Batman. I'm like, that's not real trash talk to dead man, Batman. Come on now. But uh, yeah, it kind of made me giggle. But overall, I like the art more than you. So I'm really True. interested to see what you thought of the story. I just thought that the story, it has some neat moments. It, it has does. some cool concepts. But as a story, rules. I think that it has really forced progressions. And some of the things don't make much sense. And I'm left with, and maybe this is the play because this isn't a numbered Night Terrors book. But at this moment, I feel like I'm more confused than I was when I started this. And that is not what I need to think after the first big event book. But what would you give it? Ultimately, I'm not a huge fan of the art, but I'm like, okay, look, I'm here for the ride. It's like first blood. We got the story established. I think we took too much time to get the story established by letting us know who fucking, you know, Boston Brand is, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. He spent a lot of time with that. I actually would have preferred you spend most of that time talking about Dr. Destiny and maybe even a background, have the Dreamstone. And maybe it's like, you know, at one point, even put it through that, like, you know, Dr. Destiny's perspective to talk about it. At one point, I had the Nightmare Stone, but I hid this for some reason. Just the I'd way like we to come know about, about that, the infor- right? I, I'm saying, I just, the way we come about the information where, you know, insomnia is just like narrating, monologuing to us about, he done hit that nightmare stone in one of his enemies' minds. I'm like, all right, so that's our purpose for having all of these tie-in books. I get it. You need to like spend your two months spreading this shit out, and this is how we're going to do it. I just don't know if Insomnia feels like the two, a character to spend two-month events on for what we're dealing with right now. I'm, telling you, I'm here for the ride. I'm like, it's, it's the first bit. It's going to have to build and have to grow from here, but I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10 because even though I'm not a huge fan of the art, I'm like, all right, look, we got our story rolling and we can move on from here. And it did a decent enough job, even though I think it fumbled a bit here and there along the way. You're way higher than me. I give it a 4.5. I thought that there was a lot of, I said, progression problems. But like you were saying, I really don't even get by the end of this what are 
Insomnia's powers. What is he doing? Who is he? Oh, Tony, they'll just be whatever they need to be along the but way. But that's the thing. Along the way, but we're already getting tie-ins this week, and that's where I'm saying that we're already into this event. You're already counting on people getting tie-in books to a deal, and we don't really know. I mean, I couldn't even sit there and tell you anything really about Insomnia. And like you said, one of the biggest interesting things of this is the idea of what this Nightmare Stone is and why would Dr. Destiny have it? Where did he hide that's, exactly. that's kind of a story that might have been, you know, cool to see. And things I'm telling like you, that, even if you had a precursor a thing with the idea of like Dr. Destiny realizing the Nightmare Stone was too powerful or it can unleash this whole insomnia, something just to lead up to the idea like this is bad and he had to do this and then get into the story. For some reason, if we just had a little like a little prologue and other books leading to the big spectacular event, it would have been really cool. Like when they used to do it, where you'd get little hints and things like yeah. that, Dr. Destiny. And that's the thing. Like, you could even have it where after Dark Crisis happened, where you fooled around and this is what got him in the Arkham Tower at, like, an event between Dark Crisis I and this. I start wondering what does happen when you put the Nightmare Stone in somebody's subconscious. You hide it there. Is that going to affect them? Do we have a character that's been acting a little wonky, a little darker than normal? I- and that would have been kind of a cool play. And uh, I couldn't think of any. But- yeah, I'm telling you, it's the weird part is because you say that and all I could think about is that weird, like, you know, mystery that we had at the one point for who who are the infected that the Batman who left has created for his, you know, whatever he called it, the Remember six or whatever. Remember that one point in the button where you ended up having Flash and Batman at. They're acting differently. Starting and saying people aren't acting right. We got to keep tabs and we're going to. We thought it was a new 52 thing. Yeah, but separately we're going to. And that kind of dissolved and whatnot with the, I think, the demise and the delays of the doomsday clock. But still, I would have loved to have had something. And the funny thing is when I started thinking this is just stupid because it makes no sense. But I'm like, the Nightmare Stone. Okay, can we blame that Heroes in Crisis for that as well? Like everything bad that happens, I just want to say. Well, that's what happened there. But I will mention Heroes in Crisis in just a second, though, as we go to the next book, because the next book is Night Terrors Batman number one, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Gillian March, Tomei Moray, and Troy Petiri with the backup. That's a Damien story by Joshua Williamson with art by David LaFuente, Rex Locus, and Troy Petiri. So we do have a nice little progression into this from the first blood. You pretty much get that last scene. You get it at the beginning here, but you also get Batman, who's immersed himself into a pool to get, you know, pretty much immersion therapy but type I, deal. I'm telling you, we spend pages on Batman going into this immersion therapy to face his worst. The freaking faces his worst fears and his nightmare subconscious kind of situation so he can overcome it because his enemies are always going to try to use his fears against him, as we've seen with a poison ivy, Joker, the and Scarecrow along those lines. All right, Alfred, pull me out in 24 hours. He sees a few things and Alfred pulls him up. I said 24 hours. That was 24 hours, sir. Man, my shit is really fucked up in my brain. But you know what? I believe this will come in handy someday. I'm like, yeah, yeah. What did you do? He ended up, he keeps going into this tank and he keeps reliving his parents getting shot. That doesn't work, Batman. This is and why he, when you the end thing up. Is, does he keep doing that or he just do it one time? Okay, problem solved. Even so. This is the idea. This is the shit that caused problems in Heroes in Crisis. This doesn't work. A kid who sees his parents being shot is not going to get over that, witnessing that over and over. Batman, you got more problems in your head from that than just seeing it over and over. This is more trying to desensitize yourself to it, which obviously you can't. 
This is bullshit. This is I'm telling you, what we had with Zura and R feels like that should have been something that would combat against something like, you know, insomnia invading your dreams and trying to use your fears against you because it's affecting your mind. I'll talk to you about that in a bit. But again, I just when I see this, you know, with my degrees, uh, it's about 102 degrees here. But you end up where we had that in the Heroes in Crisis where, oh, my God, I'm going to relive getting shot a million times. Oh, my God. You know, Lagoon Boy, please. But the the idea of all this, that doesn't get you over that. If you end up having trauma, for the most part, reliving that trauma. Well, again, I mean, I hate to get dark, but if you end up having, you know, somebody get abused, seeing that over and over again does not get you over that. You have to go and get real Immersion therapy. Yeah, no, it never works. (laughs) Batman needs to, and Alfred should be right there and like, well, sir, I think there might be better ways to do this. And, of course, they'll call Leslie Tompkins, who's always on call. But, yeah, this is just a... She's not that kind of doctor. This no. is just a setup. Get Harley Quinn. You end up there getting the setup just so degrees. he can say. And is it that forced with, I think this will work out someday <laughs> or night <laughs> or nightmare. But you have night all that. Terror. He got, I, I got the idea that he was going to go in that tank for 24 hours and he was going to he was going to be able to work out every problem he's ever had. And he's like, oh, shit, I only got done that. I only got the alley done. Oh, my. And the worst is, is that we see this. And it is the alley. I got 99 problems and all my <laughs> all my parents being shot. Damn right. <laughs> so you end up where we see the pearls. We see the Zorro. This is how they usually will play it nowadays because we've seen this so many times. So you get little pictures there and here. He gets out only to just jump back into it. As this issue goes on, and that's where I sat and read this issue, like, really, we're doing this again? Like, we just did this in the tank, now we're here. Oh, no, the pearls are attacking goth Bruce. And I just thought, why? Why are we doing this? Is When I go into this tie-in, I especially in this event, I want to see more of Insomnia's glam, what we're getting. But I want to see something new and special and exciting. Because even when you have the idea where it was like, you know, years and years ago when Batman put himself in the submersion tank to try to face his fears and try to come up with a way to overcome all of this so his enemies can never use it against him. I wanted that to be something he did years ago to try to get over his parents' death. So to the point where because we see it all the time, because you're going to have Crime Alley, you're going to have Joe Chill, you're going to have Pearls dropping, you're going to have all the freaking normal over-the-top shit that you always have with Batman that just drives you nuts because you can never get past it. By the time we have Insomni attack him now and we're actually in the dream world, I wish it was something new. Maybe the idea of Damian Wayne becoming evil. Maybe the idea of Damian Wayne dying on his watch while he's robbing. The idea that he couldn't be a father, like, you know, the point where his like father was killed and he couldn't protect his son. And it's just, just I would even go with, new. Even Alfred would be somewhat new. We don't see it a lot. But you end up where... Yeah, I'm telling you, that's, pre- that's still pretty new, the idea of losing Alfred on top of everything else that he's lost. This relevant stuff. And it says long ago. Yeah. Long time ago, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, bitch, we've seen so many times that they continuously attack you with this, and it always works. It always gets to this. It didn't work, Bruce, but when you get to this whole play, I really thought that the play, because him doing this, when you get to the night, I thought that Insomnia, he did his homework, right? He did his little nightmare homework, or as everybody listening, we know what Bruce Wayne's big nightmares are. We get him here, yeah. that he went a different way. He went a little bit like, oh, you think that I'm going to go here. It's almost set up to be that. The idea where Insomnia thinks, okay, normally they go after this. I'm going to go special. I'm going to do this and really wow us with something. Oh, my God, I didn't think that. 
Now he tries to do it at one point, but in, in the in the graveyard when you see the rest of his family that's that are still currently the alive, dying. That, that's I know, the same I know. It, it's still at least it's just not his fucking parents dying. Is all I'm saying at this I, well, point y- because you're already past that. And I do enjoy Insomnia dressed as a classic Robin. Oh, you like the that? the way he is because it's, it's just weird. I thought that was a new character, the Robin who annoys the shit out of me. That's what I call him. But no, that was that was the what was that? The uh, not, was the Robin? Oh, King? I know what it was. Yeah, the Robin King. When you go and you have the pearls, you know, they're rolling. Oh, no, it's Indiana Jones. He's running, right? Then he's in the Monarch Theater. And then all I kept thinking, well, we just had this in the Joker War. Remember, he was getting the Monarch well, yeah. Theater already. I'm like, he even seen this? My, Everything. my villains do this all the time, Insomnia. You ain't shit right now. Well, I don't know if you've known this Insomnia man, Mr. Nightmare Man out there. But I, was, I put myself in a in a tank, and I overcame these fears. So you ain't shit. Oh, yeah? Well, how about this? Oh, well, that's kind of iffy. I still don't like it, but you know what? I can overcome this. Well, how about this? No. I don't, not this. To the point where I am bored as shit until young little goth kid Bruce Wayne vomits up a gigantic back to the point where his like his throat is swelled out like this thing coming out of his like throat and mouth. Vomits up a giant bat with a freaking like a pistol, like the front of a pistol for a head. I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool and nightmare shit. I can get behind that where it's just shooting at him now. So you have this, all these different things, even to the point where you have Selena say like, Hey, maybe if you like tell him what the nightmare is, you can do this. A little kid, right? Like a little kid. (laughs) Honestly, I didn't think about it like that. When when he vomited up that bat with the gun and the the explanation you didn't need, but uh, it just reminded me of things I've seen in Chainsaw Man. If you read manga and stuff like that, so I was kind of a little lessened by that. So when you have like when you have a man with a chainsaw face, or you can't have a bat with a pistol head. Well, no, you you've had things that were pretty much like a bat with a pistol face and stuff. So it's horrific though. But he ends up spitting it up. It's awful. But when Selena's like, hey, little boy, maybe we could try this again. I'm like, this thing's getting All real right. sexy in here. Uh, but in this whole play, you just keep doing this. And what I was going to say to you earlier, where we'll talk about the idea of Zoran R, I think that Joshua Williamson is trying to make this little side note, this little asterisk, so that when you say, well, why isn't Zoran R, that whole protocol going? He keeps saying it over and over. These are your nightmares. I'm not doing this. These are your nightmares. I'm not doing it. So I think that he's trying to play the idea that... Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. That in Bruce's head, this would not trigger a Zornar or anything like that because, because of the fact his that they're thing. his own nightmares. And, you know, I All think right. that maybe. Look, look, mm. look. I, I can go with it, and I can even go with the fact, because I've been trying to make a, like a turnaround how it works out where... Chip Zdarsky's Batman, like, your know, story is over where he expels Zernar in whatever fashion that story's going to end in after this is all said and done. But what about so Barbados? Takes... Where's he? Well, Eric, he's in there, too. And this takes place after, after Ram V's <laughs> bullshit when Detective comes. But let's say this. I can make it all work. You, your whole thing this is his own mind, so it's not an attack against him. I can go with that. It's even better than mine, in my opinion. But when this gun-headed bat shoots Bruce, he's like, I actually felt that. Thank you, Insomnia. Because... It has freed me. I now know what I must do. I must go deeper into my own nightmare, into my own mind, to regain control of my body from dead men. And Batman himself, you know, a little goth kid this way, turns into a gigantic bat demon. I'm like, <laughs> all right, yeah. you lost me again. Nightmares. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Is this part of the submersion therapy? I, I, I don't know. In the meantime, I thought Thank it was you. Kind of- I actually felt that. Now I can become a true monster in my nightmares because of feelings. I thought it was a little clever deal where in the Monarch Theater, they start playing the, you know, film strip and you see Batman in the waking world and there is Dead Man in the body and Bruce. But 
I thought that that was cued by insomnia. And I'm like, why are you doing this, insomnia? You're hurting your whole play here. You don't need to get him inspired for things. But he does end up seeing that and tries to fight back. I like goth, little goth Bruce Wayne, that little well, juggalo. The thing is, it reminds me almost like the kid was the dawnbreak of the Green Lantern, like uh, Batman from the Dark Multiverse for how like kind of dark he was. I just imagine that's how he normally looked. But when you have Batman turn into the Bat Demon, like, thank you, Insomnia. I just have to go deeper into my own mind to face my fears. It sounds like, bitch, I told you, I am not the Scarecrow. I am not doing this. This is you. And all Batman does is run the castle Grayskull or Batskull. <laughs> it goes into its mouth and then it glows. And all of a sudden he's in the body of Joe Chill. I'm like, look. I understand right. what you're you're doing. You're doing like, you know, uh, Inception stuff where you're going deeper into your own dream bullshit like that. But what is this progression if you're a giant bat monster that runs up a stairwell to castle bat skull and all of a sudden like light shines out. And now you're in the body of Joe Chill. I'm like that progression, like you're, I know you're trying to do something like you know, it's a dream state, subconscious, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do that. Just say you're going to do it and fucking go there. Yeah. At one point, I mean, What's I think happening? that Joshua Williamson at one point does try to get somewhere with the idea, oh, your greatest fear is happiness. Maybe you should have went with that. But when you end up having insomnia, it keeps going on and on. And as he's talking where he says, hey, you know, when you have the bat with the gun, when you became Batman, you turned yourself into a creature of the night, transformed yourself into a symbol of nightmares. But now that nightmare has taken a mind of its own. All right. That's like dark multiverse. Then he says, oh, how's it feel to have your own darkness turn it up? That's like the dark. But everything in there, there's about three times that he says like, you're Batman. You've thought of all these things. You ended up thinking of your worst nightmares. Now they're coming to life. I'm like, that's just dark multiverse. A lot of this feels like the, then you get the Robin and annoys the shit out of me. It really feels like a dark multiverse character. And I think that Joshua Williamson really should try not to make this seem like a lot of other things. And like you said, unfortunately for the story, the idea that we're dealing in the Chip Zdarsky book with Zornar, we have the Barbados shit going it's all swirling together, and it makes well, you, you think say more that of the too. Thing. You like to think that this Batman book is one of the bigger books in the whole Night Terrors thing because of how it feels, and you know, oh, yeah. dealing with it's Batman Joshua directly. Writing exactly, it and yeah, so you got the head writer of the whole thing going on as well. But when you have Batman stuck in his nightmare world, going from different nightmare world to nightmare world within his own, all I can think about is the dream worlds all they had in the freaking Dark Crisis, yeah, and how none Dark of that Crisis. fucking mattered too. It, it, that is a big deal too, because that was your worst, <laughs> your dreams and what. It's all swirling together. I do when, like when, when he goes in the castle gray bat. <laughs> well, when Batman goes into the castle gray bat over there and goes deeper into his own nightmare, subconscious fear, and he finds himself in the body of Joe Chill where he can't control himself and he's forced to shoot his own parents in front of a younger version of him. I'm like, okay, I'm telling you, that's the thing. It's just okay because you're just doing the basics. <laughs> and it's a nightmare. Right, like it's it's just it, it gets I just wonky. need something new out of Batman right now, and like the thing is, I say something new, just give him something new to worry about. Eighty years on, we're still just dealing with the pearls dropping and Joe Chill and stuff like that. I just I need something more. I mean, I, the worst part is, I just need Batman to be deeper than this one thing. I know this thing is like you know the turning point in Bruce Wayne's life and what shaped him for the rest of everything, but I need there to be more than this. That's all. <laughs> You, you almost get the point where at this, where all of a sudden the pearls and everything's there, and you want Batman to say, "Listen, 
I got over this shit. Yeah, Tom King tried to do that a little back in the day with the the whole play of I am Batman when his mom in heaven or whatever. Oh, yeah. The delusional deal. I don't do this for you anymore, mommy. I do it for everybody else. But it just all goes back to a kid in the alley, pearls. We get it. But when you see it again like this, you need something more. And like you said, I think that the big books, if somebody really said, I want to know what to buy, what do you think are the crucial books? It would be just the main book in this Batman tie. Those would be the books that I'd say should be and probably are the biggest deal. But when we get the first of two issues of this Batman tie and we're just in the alley again, even when, I mean, the idea of seeing the Robins dead, but there, the Monarch Theory, it's all the same stuff. You need something more. And and really, again, I said at the beginning, we actually saw the alley twice because we saw the immersion therapy. Really? Not even that, because like even when we go into the actual dream world, and we're no, that's the third time then, because we actually were <laughs> in the dream world the first time when like Bruce is first brought in, he is in the alley being chased by giant boulder pearls and it has to relive all of this stuff. So what we do is we go deeper into his mind. We go back to the fucking alley. <laughs> <laughs> now he's so chill. <laughs> he's just a different character now. Oh Jesus Christ! He's gonna go to shoot. Now he's gonna be actual pearls. He's one of the pearls. He's mini pearl. Why not? But then we go and have that car waiting. (laughs) You're actually the guy starring in fucking Zorro. (laughs) Oh, God. That's who I blame. If they didn't have Zorro, it's the guy who picked the movie for that week. Damn Zorro. But then we go and get uh, Damien. I'm the projectionist. Damien did that. That would be a good character. Uh, Damien goes. Oh my god! And, I'm just masturbating in the booth up here. What uh, is this nightmare? I, I was thinking. I was going more of the idea that you project like your problems, like I do. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about dirty projectionists. I have nothing better to do in the dark. <laughs> I say that I was a projectionist. I don't want anybody to think I was masturbating up there. But imagine you have like that a weird. Like, I was doing uh, drugs. That, that whole yeah, really that like machine where you splice the film together, oh, but yeah. you're doing it with people. You're oh, yeah. the projectionist. That's but, called the human centipede. Yeah, that would be. I don't want to be the the mouth of that. Uh, you end up where all oh, actually I, you don't want to be, don't the be the middle, middle either or the end. Yeah. Maybe, the, maybe the mouth, the mouth is the best. That is true. I don't want to be the uh, mouth. You got some weird kids, boy. Oh uh, man, did they end up having like a transmorphous version of the human centipede? Human millipede? It's like, hey, Grandma, I want to watch the human centipede. All right. Oh, damn it. You got me the human millipede. Here it is, the person's millipede. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be great. Damien ends up, he ends up remembering the dream. Not fully the dream he had in the free comic book day, but he's starting to remember some things and splicing them together. So he ends up just, you know, traveling the world. I got to go see the master of sleep and dreams. Yeah, and he ends up with the master of sleep and dreams who said, I like the idea where he says, hey, your, you know, your grandfather tried this at one point. And he found like, shouldn't he be dead then? Because it looks like you have to pass a test of, you know, pretty much fighting people to the death. But it's you end up where Damien says, who got his ass from there and threw him in the Lazarus pit. But he ends up wanting to tie this together. I think that the play here is pretty interesting. It doesn't really play out very well. We were even saying it earlier where it looks like he is able and he impresses everybody by killing people. And then he goes in. No, and he's no, I don't think he killed anybody. Oh, I think he killed every. There's a lot of Damian blood Wayne. There. Look at all these people laying around bleeding. They're dead. It was. I don't know. They're bleeding. I was going to say maybe they're constructs, but he ends up and he goes in and he, he reads some scrolls. 
He yeah. sees a scroll that, oh my God, look at that, Eric. There's insomnia. And then there's the dead man. Then there, what looks like the nightmare stone at points and a bats and the doves. Oh no, this is a hawk. Which one do you think is the nightmare stone? The the one with the the uh, skull in the middle. They okay, actually so when he said this, it at I'm one saying, point. You think the nightmare stone is just the skull looking thing? Yeah, when he said okay. it at one point in the night terrors uh, first blood, there was like that on. It wasn't really. That's the problem though. A lot of these things aren't well spelled out, but I think that that's what that looks like. And he ends up reading, and I think that he ends up reading what this whole play is, where he can escape the nightmare realm and what ends up happening. Because when you do get the I'm not going to hit it. No sleep till Gotham. He does start falling asleep, but then when he gets up, he says, it worked. I can stay awake, and I remember my nightmare. I think this what is did from he what do? he read. He read oh, how see, to though, do it. Well, that's the thing. is He's reading some books. He's like, hey, what are these scrolls over here? They're like, oh, these scrolls are records of dreams from long ago. Huh. This is a weird one. Priest, this scroll, whose dream is this? And it's just like you said. It's, it's insomnia grabbing a hold of dead man with an hourglass above it, doves on one side, bats on the other, and a skull in the middle. I'm like, like, how long was he here? And how much did he well, reach this is the, the idea weird, that? I know, I, I know. But when the when the priest says, "Before you can unlock your dreams, you must first learn how to sleep properly." Hey, well, you're so boring. Ass. I'm going to do that now. But then when they say about that, I think that this is what he read of how to, you know, be awake in his dreams and how he can avoid this night. It's it's very quick. It doesn't really tell you much of what's going on. But I think that that's the play that whatever he read, he was able to is, learn. I'm looking at the progression of panels here, and I just want to think it's a natural progression. No time lapse at all. Damien's reading something. The priest is like, before you can unlock your dreams, you must first learn to sleep properly. Well, if you keep being this boring, we're going to have no problem. Damien goes to his books. If I were to stop my sleep, I could keep my dreams at bay. Can you teach me that? That is very difficult to learn. We need sleep. You may be able to force yourself to stay awake, but your body will endure the hardship. Hey, what's this scroll? And all of a sudden, then the insomnia's power takes free. And like, you know what? I did it. I was able to stay awake and my eyes are red now. But he was reading a bunch. Look at that stack of books in between, look, Eric. He's I reading all that shit. a stack of books right here. It doesn't mean I fucking read them. I'm telling That's what I would do. <laughs> that's him actually trying to get to the top shelf. Uh, but I think that's the play here. Because the whole, you know, no sleep till Gotham didn't seem to work for shit. And yeah. it, I think that was just an alert that, oh, my God, shit's going down. Father, what's He wrong? was able to be a dream warrior and freaking, you know, surpass all of that. Now, I should have got this Freddy Krueger thing where out of nowhere, it was just like one of those terrible exposition things in the Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> and it's, it's long and It's like talks about the idea like some say that these dream, dream, like dream demons keep the gateway and keep all this stuff. I shouldn't do this. And if you learn to know that you're in a dream, you can fight back. It's a tell you, it's. It's over-the-top, stupid bullshit that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> he's a dream warrior now, though I don't know. He says he stays awake, so he he's seems awake. to be in the regular yeah. deal. He's a regular so, warrior. And what he's going to do, and this is the crazy deal, he's like, I must find my father, and then in some you will pay. Well, when he goes and finds father, father is going to be inhabited by dead men, and I think that Damien's going to miss Yo, 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 that. it's my boy! <laughs> he's gonna, he's dad, gonna, classic dad. He's going to attack dead man in the Batman body. Then they'll come together. You I'm know, telling you, that. you say that. that. Would I, be want hilarious. I want Damien to have the best relationship ever, never realizes that oh Boston my God. plans he in doesn't Batman's know body. It all. <laughs> hey, you wicked great damn Robins! And he's oh like, my oh, God, man. Dad, I've been waiting all this time. Dad, that's all I ever wanted to hear. Hey, look at me. I'm on the trapeze. <laughs> Just dead man <laughs> yes, doing Dad. stupid shit. Hey, what, what do you want to do tonight, father? I don't know. Let's go hang out in the graveyards or something. 
All right, that sounds That's good, my Father. favorite pastime. <laughs> I'm a little cop so kid, cool. too. Just like Wouldn't your that dad. would be cool? It'd be awesome. That'd be great. My Dead Dad. It's the new, the new fucking sitcom. But or my there life. it is. Yeah. <laughs> or mine, too. Thank God. Thank God. See, it, it is a sitcom. <laughs> it all works out. Oh, my daddy. Oh, daddy. Oh, I went to hit that. I missed it. Daddy is affecting me here. <laughs> oh, now you're making me laugh. He's playing with power, but he's going to go off and he has a weird smirk on his face. So who knows what the hell he's thinking? But yeah, Blood. that's the deal. Yeah, really. He's like, I just killed 10 people and I got a lot of fucking not pouches. Damien Wynn has grown. He hasn't murdered people he's anymore. Like, Stop it. I got 10 pouches. What am I? Where's Rob Liefeld? But what would you give this? Ultimately, I, I actually like the art throughout this whole thing. And I'm telling you, the status quo, not the status quo, but just the tropes of Batman just really brings me down here. Like, I'm happy for the stuff that we saw going forward and the idea that this book should be important. Maybe by the end of this, this can be the turning point that Batman never has to deal with this bullshit again until some writer just wants to take the easy way out when dealing with Batman's subconscious. But for right now, even though it should be something that's been put to rest for years and years to come, maybe this is the thing that'll get Batman to be completely over everything. Because even though he says, look, I I put myself in a tank and I got over the shit. You can't hurt me and tell me I got over the shit. This is all the shit that he's still afraid of, and it doesn't matter so much. It's not going to change. Look, I was at a 6. I'm going down to a 5.8 because it's just making me angry trying to describe it. And we're in the alley three goddamn times. I'm a 6. I'm a 5.8. I I don't mind the art in this. And the Damian Wayne stuff is very fast just to try to give you a reason why Damian's awake, whether it makes sense or not. Look, he read some books. He's fine. He had a scroll. It had insomnia. Had a How could a yeah, scroll, hey, an ancient scroll, Eric, look, had insomnia on it? Guys, I'm the In master the of sleep. Of D. I'm, <laughs> I'm the master of sleep and dreams. I have scrolls from a long time ago that depict dreams. Oh, you're that guy that nobody gives a shit about. Just, <laughs> hey, tell me about your dream. Shut up. Fucking this... I, I don't know what that means. Here's here's a random scroll that I happen to find in a fucking temple full of thousands. For some maybe, reason, you're thousands. saying that. I need the scene, a side scene where Damien, he's like, come over here. What do you see? And Damien, I think I see a sailboat. He's like, yeah. Like, and I'm are there away. just hundreds of scrolls of people fucking because it's a dream and they're recording all the dreams? It's like a secret invasion, Eric. There's a lot of scrolls going on in here. I, I just like the idea that there's a scroll that has insomnia in the guise or body of John, of John D. Yeah. D grabbing Demi. I'm like, man, that what Nostradamus shit going on here? This is awesome, man. dumbass. And I <laughs> that's me. That was my radio name in Cleveland. Yeah. I also want to, at the end where Damien's leaving just for a hoot, he lights all these things on fire and runs out and laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Every time, usually when, we see, my repertoire. You, usually when we see shit like this, it always catches on fire, so just do it. Just get it done. I just I imagine also, one of those assholes who can't beat up a kid fucking fell asleep, knocked over a candelabra, and everything went up. Their dream word. I love the idea, too. These assholes, they've been training all this time. Damien took three days. He runs out. They're all sleeping. <laughs> they're all Seriously. Asleep. This is the temple of the master of sleep and dreams. This asshole fell asleep faster than everybody. There are teachers, Eric, and there are doers. Damien's a doer, right? That's what happens. And so by the end, though, one of my other problems that I have is I did like this thinking, all right, this actually progresses something. Damien's off to kick ass, take names. Oh, Night Terrors 3. Shit, we have to wait until August for this. And that's not how you play the game right, but... 
And then well, no matter what, we're going to have to it. wait. Come on, we have two months. No, I'm saying, though, we could have went to the next day. Like, when you have a big cliffhanger like they that, don't you're shoot hoping their that load it'll right get away. you. But it, that's the way you They've get people to nothing. get the next book. Shoot the load. They're throwing this out on the app for free. They ain't shooting shit. Not, they're not throwing this out on the app for free. You got to pay for this one. Actually, no, that's the thing. It's, I, they're this all, one's on the app. This yeah, one's money, on though. the, yeah. yeah, it is. But the idea where I would want this to get me excited for the next book, that's the big book, and it's three books down the line. But, oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. What's so, like, that's at how this they get moment, you. At this moment, I don't know what we're going to be doing in the Night Terrors, number one, except maybe dead men running around telling jokes or something. But <laughs> we'll see. But that's it for the first section of books. We'll be back. We have three tie-ins to end the show. I don't know. This next section, it could end up lasting two minutes or five hours. I have no idea because a lot of these books don't really have much meat and cheese to them, right? I better get something going on. But we'll be back with that in just a moment. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair, blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks a tear is tear. Well, that's just every shake. Looking for a star screen or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Eric Shea. Here we are, Eric Shea. We have three tie-ins to end this show. And as I was reading them, I kept thinking, okay, are these as important as Eric says that Ravager one was? And I, no. I don't think they are. But I, I I really have to step back a bit because I I really think these should be bigger and that does tend to kind of affect my score. I, I gotta lay loose. Is that what they say? Lay loose. Well, that's the thing is gotta hang loose. Gotta lay or hang however you wanna be loose <laughs> about loose. it. But, okay, let, let's let's hang loose here and think about these times. They don't have to be as big as the main book, but what they have to do is grab your attention and entertain you with what they're trying to show you. Are they doing that? And I'll, I'll tell you also, I was a bit negative in the first section. I don't think anybody is not going to be used to that. But I think that that's the other thing. I think that when I talk to people, a lot of people who weren't involved in any of the books, like this actually is like, okay, they're doing this. It's hard. Let me check it out. People who aren't involved in the whole DCU at this moment, the dawn of DC, they did seem to enjoy the Night Terrors and that Batman a little more. Than people who are more invested in it. Maybe we're all sticking the muds like you are. That we end up, and it's not like I'm a continuity kid here. And it's not like any continuity's ruined. It's just as I'm reading these, like you said, am I entertained? Did I have a good time? I think that I'm going to have to go with that for the rest of this event because I don't think that it's going to ever do what I really was hoping it would do, which is, you know, show me why it ended up having to stop. The Dawn of DC because we were really enjoying those books. But I'll try that. But you're right. With these books here, these tie-ins, really all they have to do, especially the first one, we're going to start with Black Adam. You'll give us the credits in a second. But there isn't even a Black Adam book out anymore. Yeah, the Christopher Priest one, this seems to kind of avoid that anyway. So when you get the idea, like an Eric Shea who loves Black Adam, oh, my God, I get a Black Adam book here. All right. But it has to engage you, right? It has yeah. to end up doing at least moment. something on but, the base level. But what, did it, it, but what did it really do in that I one moment? Like, it it <laughs> harkened back to something that you enjoyed fucking 20 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever it was now. I, never, I can hate years. And then I read it and people like Rocky, 
Rocky ends up reading it, and he read that Christopher Priest stuff, and he was really into that, and this kind of pushes that aside, so he was a little upset. And then I think that even when we're going through this, I keep wondering, are we going to find out anything about the powers being wonky? All that? And we're not. This is just this set-alone deal. I don't know what you get here, but you give us the credits and we'll talk about it. Night Terrors, Black Adam, number one, written by Jeremy Hahn, with art by Jeremy Hahn, Nick Filardi, and Troy Petiri. And when we start this issue out, we're in conduct, if you can believe it, in a Black Adam book. Holy moly. But Black Adam is being attacked by Abdul Alhazred's men. And this is the most intriguing part of the book in my mind, because the idea that you have it feels like you're setting up a, a big bad for Black Adam to go against once night tears over. So almost like the idea of like a precursor to maybe Where, a, a new though? six issue. I'm saying that somewhere in the future after night tears over, we get a new Black Adam six issue menu or whatever it is where we can pick up this Abdul Al-Hazred stuff because Abdul Al-Hazred, he's the mad Arab who wrote the Necronomicon. And we start talking about shit like that. I'm like, oh, this could be really good. But pretty much it's just Black Adam being attacked by some goons by the mad Arab here until everybody is put to sleep and Black Adam finds himself in a nightmare world, trying to figure out what's going on and what is the strange world that he's been in where everything has been twisted to the way he should know it. Yeah, and you hit it right on the head. Even when I said, where would we get this? The idea, when we go into it, this almost is like, okay, so Black Adam really doesn't get affected by Night Terrors. And I'm talking a book because there isn't a book out right now. Right. So what we need to do is get Eric excited in the first couple pages and nix that to get to Night Terrors because I'm I was you, even with you. I was actually like, this shit seems really, really cool. Do you give me the Mad Arab, the freaking the author of the Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead, and the idea that he has some kind of gang in the DC universe? I'm like, and he's going after Black Adam. I'm telling you, magical and magical. Like, this shit could be really cool. And the only thing I could think of when I had this part of the book before we got all spooky with it, I said, <laughs> this is just something because Black Adam doesn't have a book right now. Why would Black Adam be involved in Night Terrors when you have all these other characters that are more interesting and, like, in my mind, more profitable from DC? Why would you do this unless there's something coming? At least that's how I wanted to think. The Ever the Optimist. We also have an Angel Breaker. We got yeah. some weird things. And I thought you know no, they're doing this because of Black Adam. But that is the mo- the most exciting part of the book ends up stopping because of Night Terrors. Oh, and I, I'm I, like, oh, my God, it, it really is like the Dawn of DC books. You're going to give us something that really seems exciting. And then Night Terrors comes along and ruins it. And then Night Terrors is over, and then Black Adam wakes up, and we jump right into Black Adam number one. What <laughs> happens is Black Adam number one starts with all of them waking up. Boy, there what a crazy dream. We're laying on the street together. Oh, man, anybody got some Excedrin? Oh, Back man, I fighting. got a headache. Hey, who are you? Uh-oh, fight's on. But it was exciting, and it shows you, though, that it's so weird that Jeremy Hahn has a really kick-ass idea for a Black Adam story. Please, please let us see this. Please let down the line. I don't think it would, or we might have had an announcement already from the, you know, stuff coming out that they're already announcing September, October, and stuff like that. But we'll see. But when we get into the Night Terrors, then you're just like, why are we doing this? That's when I start thinking, like, okay, this tie-in, I think the art looks pretty good. I like yeah. Jeremy Hahn's art. It looks very spooky. You have yeah. things that he's tying into, not the Christopher Priest stuff, but still. And I just by the end, I read through it. I had to reread it, not because I didn't understand it. I just forgot if anything happened because I ended up reading it earlier today. And while we we're getting close to the podcast, I kind of go through in my mind, okay, this happened and this, book, yeah, this yeah, happened. Yeah. And I was a complete blank. 
for this Black Adam book. So I'm like, oh crap, maybe I just wasn't because I don't, I have problems paying attention. Eric. You know, I'm, I'm, cheap. and I don't, and I was right there with you. <laughs> so I ended up having to read it again, and then I'm like, oh yeah, not much did happen. I'm not saying that I hated it. But no, it's just not much but, happened. It didn't feel like it would give you the bang for your buck if you were actually buying you have, this. And that's the thing. I'm a Black Adam fan because I'm a fan of the whole Shazam League. What's going on here? Anything that's Captain Marvel related, I am a fan of. And I like the idea of Black Adam being included as a larger whole of the DC Universe. Even though I'm not sold on the idea that he should have been a part of the Justice League. But I like Black Adam. So I would be getting this book during the Night Terrors event if we weren't doing all of this. But when he goes in there and he's just fighting some... Some shrouded freaking ring wraith monsters. Your ass would be getting every Shut single your mouth. book. Shut I know you get, but this Let's, one would be one you'd get because you wanted you, to. You know I wasn't going to be getting that Joker book. Well, yeah, I think you would have. Or the Poison Ivy book. I think you love it. Yeah, Poison Ivy would be a stretch. Harley, you probably wouldn't get. Yeah, see, there's a lot. There's a lot of things. I know you would have gotten Catwoman. Maybe. Really just be just because I know that's leading to the Gotham War. That, that's why. I mean, you would have to think to yourself that whatever is going on. But Black Adam would be one you would get without even thinking. I know but you he, would. Oh uh, yeah, and I'm telling you, when you get into the dream, I was like, "What is this strange world? Oh my god, there's freaking nightmare monsters attacking me!" I'll tell them normal Black Adam things like, "You can't handle the power of Black Adam," and then get off of this whole thing. This can't be real. All these places I've seen put together like a nightmare. The Rock of Eternity must crow. Black Adam is shot down, turned back into a, the like Teth Adam young boy that he was at one point, where he just starts talking to a cat. Who is the god best, apparently? And then we're just going to have a walking tour of Black Adam's nightmares with him as a boy. Was it best the as the cat that we had no, in no. Dr. Fate? That was, was best that? at. Okay. That, I'm telling you, that's what I thought of originally, I wanted right? it to be the same thing as well, because that made sense to me. But this is best, and just the idea of just this cat's talking to him. Hey, what's going on in your powers? Well, my powers are a little weird right now. Let's just say the word. You're right. Shazam! Nothing happened. Well, maybe you should say it again. Okay. Shazam. Hooray. I'm Black Adam again. Much better. And then the cat slaps, and we're going to continue our walking tour of Black Adam's nightmare world, where one of my favorite parts of this issue is just something that I think that Black Adam would fear that would turn into a nightmare, where he witnesses the death of Iris, Iris, Isis's brother Osiris during his Black Adam family bit during 52, where he's killed by the crocodile man that was sent to go and kill Osiris to turn Black Adam like all insane because of Dr. Savannah. We have all this going on. He's reliving this. He's seeing it in a gigantic, like, you know, a perverted, over-the-top version of what actually happened in that world for him just to kind of lose his mind in this nightmare to fight against. But you can't fight the nightmare. It's just him going all these places until eventually he gets his ass knocked down and this is Batman. Hey, Black Adam, we got to talk. You know? Yeah, very, very odd. What did and we not much do with on. our time, though? I'm telling you, I just told you the entire fucking book, and it's crazy. Yeah, we're, we're done. To some, we'll get into some a little bit more detail. Just the idea, though. We Will spend we? time in this book where, okay, Bast might mean something bigger to the overall narrative of the Black Adam encounter of the Night Terror story. Okay, his powers are wonky. He has to say Shazam twice for anything to work. How is that playing into the larger whole of the DC universe outside of this? Is it along the lines of what Billy Bat? Huh? I mean, here's the deal. With, at this moment, no, I'm here, saying I'm, I'm going to play with this. you right now. In the DCU right now, he doesn't have powers. Yes. So how is it playing into anything? But does he have powers outside of the, the most recent Black Adam book, which it seems that was outside of continuity to begin with? It seems, but they were kind of playing. Now, here's the thing. When I was looking up characters and kind of trying to do things, when you end up saying at the end, when you have that big, you know, big fight, and you said it seems more pronounced and gigantic, where you end up oh, having, yeah. 
you know, what is it? I'm trying to think the whole play of this where you end up where it's supposedly that is what's his name? That is actually insomnia as Yord, the crocodile right, guy oh God. Yeah, trying yeah. to do. It. And the weird play is I thought, well, why aren't you just making it that fast was like insomnia and trying to trick him and do something? There's nothing to this, though. And I can't think that they're going to play any of this. I didn't even go into the idea of insomnias here. It's just at this point in time, like maybe he hasn't even jumped into black on his mind to search for that nightmare story. This might as well just be like, well, you know, might as well. Yeah. A regular I know nightmare for how it's like, you know, done up in this story because that's all I got from it is black Adam in a nightmare world where I don't even need insomnia to be a part of this yet because it's not, it's not like told to be or shown. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. And that's the play. And again, I'll go back to what we said at the beginning. A lot of these writers were told nothing about what to do. They just said, ah, just throw them into a nightmare. And there, here's what you have it. It doesn't seem Black Adam really walking connected. around with a talking cat. I will tell you that usually if you were going to go, and I'll give Jeremy Hahn some credit here, because usually what you'll get is the people of Kondok rising up against them, somebody else leading, and you're not. But he's a true hero here. Well, now. at least he is in the nightmare <laughs> realm, and it does seem like a nightmare. But again, when you're in a nightmare realm and you have Bass, the cat, like, that should be part of the nightmare. And I'm wondering if we're going to see some little twists or something like that is what I was thinking. But well, that's the thing, too, because we have all the stuff going on with all the tie and stuff like that. We know that Batman's going deeper to a subconscious of his own. But at what point, if any, does Batman jump fucking minds and jump his ass to a black Adam or he needs some help? Because at what point of this two-month event with all the books that are coming out, because there's a plethora, more than a plethora, of books coming out, just are we going to finally get that information to tie back into Black Adam number one? I, I don't. I want to know where Batman decided when he was doing this to put up a poster of dead men and also hang bats up. I mean, they're actually hanging bats. They're like paper. What is going on here, Batman? What are you playing? Uh, but with all that, I, that's all. I mean, you ended up talking about it and saying, well, we're almost done. We kind of are. You don't get that much more from this. Though, since you did that one bit of sound effect, can you give me the sound effect when Bass ends up slapping Black Adam on the side of the head where he gives skippity pap? I, I thought skippity, that was fun. Skippity pap. Skippity Just pap. The, you know, the classic sound that happens when a cat whaps you. And he, he like, that's the thing. That's the weird play is when he ends up Try to it the again. Tower. Now put and me he down. Says Shazam again, and he gets the lightning. It also hits Bass the cat, and it seems to affect him a bit. And the Black Adam picks him up. It's very odd. Well, because even at that point in time, let's talk about that. Maybe there's some little things here that we're not picking up on completely because we don't fucking understand the story. But when you have Bass here telling him, "Look, you you were struck down for some reason. You're in your looks more of a child form, but you should still be a little bit older than what I'm seeing here." But when you have this going, hey, why don't you just say the word Shazam? Huh, no, it didn't happen. Well, why don't you just try again there? Shazam, crack a thoom! And we see Black Adam struck with the lightning. Big old Black Adam, big dick about it. And you see that lightning go down. When Bass is saying much better, is he saying much better to the point where this is what Teth Adam should look like in his Black Adam persona? Or, or is that it much makes better him for better. him because now he just got some powered up lightning? That's And that's why I was... Now, here's the thing, too, just to make you giggle. That's giggle? where I, well, this will make you giggle. I yeah. want it where you ended up having, remember, where John D, and his wife calls him the big D, I hear Eric. That's, that's not the giggle board. part. When he's dying, when he's getting <laughs> taken over, all that he's yelling, his eyes, his eyes. Yes. His damn eyes. I thought 
that what we were going to get in all these books were going to be the Michael Jackson thriller eyes to reveal, oh, my <laughs> God, the person that's leading these characters in their nightmares, they're bad. Like, all of a sudden, Bass, the, he turns around, he's got the Michael Jackson eyes. Oh, shit. It's actually insomnia. Well, look at that cat's eyes when he gets struck by that lightning. They're glowing. They are glowing, I see, Eric. But if you're getting struck too. by lightning, that's what might happen. He looks like a raccoon, too. That's funny that you bring up, too, about the idea of John D. yelling out his eyes because you took it as a, like, you know, a Michael Jackson, big old cat-eyed thriller ending moment. What I took it, for some reason, in my mind, was that they were missing eyes, whatever he was talking about. So, like, what you're talking about, but I wanted somebody who, like, you realize something's wrong because whoever is the perpetrator of the nightmare land, whoever we're dealing with, they're always missing eyes. But do you really, like, do you, but do you think about that in a dream state? Because I like to think about these two and weird where things in dreams and nightmares don't make sense. A lot of times you'll jump from scene to scene in your own dreams and you'll just go along oh, with yeah. it because it doesn't matter. Where the thing is, you'll see somebody, oh, that doesn't make sense, but it doesn't matter because you but just keep going in your, your mind. Dream. Yeah. You, you and and you're just it. like, oh, that's weird, but it doesn't matter because you're in a dream, so you keep on going. I wanted there to be that Freddy Krueger character, like, you know, a John D. Uh, insomnia, where he's always missing eyes. Because in, even in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, you'll have Freddy Krueger being in the persona of somebody. And then next time you look at him, now they're wearing like a red and green sweater. Like, oh, that's weird. But you keep going. What I wanted is almost, again, we'll go back to the Dark Crisis and the Worlds Without a Justice League, all that, where you ended up that set up. And again, that was kind of the setup done by Joshua Williamson for this whole Dark Crisis and stuff, where you ended up where. Okay, Brian needed these characters in there. He's going to make sure it stayed that way. Then it got wonky. But in this, I really think that Insomnia needs these nightmares to continue. We're told that they're kind of put in there by his powers, but we really don't know. And it does feel like some of these might be able to fight their way out. I needed to see that he's there in this Black Adam deal to make sure Black Adam stays within the parameters, goes because he is looking through these nightmares trying to find that nightmare stone and you don't really get that feeling in these tie-ins well, I mean, the only thing i could think of with the idea of talking about insomnia is here in the minds and subconscious of heroes and villains like all the enemies of john d he needs to find the nightmare stone wherever it may be hidden if you talk about bast being john d instead of the crocodile man you have that going on because the bast here the cat he is sending you know black adam on a journey that's what i'm to saying i want to, to see that to it's see him making him do that Exactly. Right? Like this yeah. is the thing here, the catalyst to get Black Adam to go search deeper into his mind through these different constructs that like the towers they are to find where something could be hidden within and, there that he wouldn't it normally makes look. makes sense because like you said, you get into a dream. And one of the things, if you are going to be a lucid dreamer, Eric, sexy, right? Never have. You end up, I can't either, but you're supposed to be able to look in where you said. You always go and see, oh, that's not right. Like that, yeah. that's Jess. You know it's Jess, but looks like me. Right, yeah. and it was sexy. Uh, but Let's when you're back. a lucid dreamer, you use that as a way to pull yourself back and and get out of there. Or you'll have a trigger that you have, you know, yeah. mentally, subconsciously. If I see a red balloon, I know I'm in a dream. Boom, I'm out. And I wanted to see something like that where you had Bass here, and and that's what I'm saying. Where Black Adam says, "Wait a minute, that's not what you." Oh, you know, I go by other names too, but uh, deal with it. It really felt like that was a dupe. And when you get the lightning. Especially the second time hits and it hits fast and he says, good, you better. Much better. I really thought, okay, this is insomnia powering up inside this nightmare to see if this. And really, I hope that's it. Because I, I, I never once thought of the crocodile, man. You used to I thought, like, this, this is insomnia. I'm yeah, telling I, I you, I just it. saw it from a wiki and I'm like, I don't know. It's weird. But you said 
it is an exaggerated moment, but I really want it to be best. And, and if that's the case, or best, I want it to be insomnia. Yeah. And if that's the case, this is actually could turn into one of the better books because of that idea where we're getting at least a story going yeah, on. Yeah, but there are two like issues. That, and what we have here, I'm telling you, we talked about it so fast because the two issues is going to hurt this in a lot of these times. And they always right? do. Yeah, they do. You just don't have enough room for them. But I don't know, maybe what we get at the end of this will be that beginning, like you said, and then it will be worth it. But there's not much in this first issue. Tell you, give me that next miniseries after this. What do this. we do in the second issue? I mean, they're just going to go to some going to the Well, no, the thing it. is, maybe we won't even because Batman's here by the end to pretty much maybe tell Black Adam, hey, we got to talk that cat over there. Insomnia. Fucking kill that cat, boy. And then maybe they kill him. And what, what do you wake up? What happens then? Like, say you do fight off and like, is insomnia oh, separated and everybody? I don't know the rules. And again, we don't know the rules. So also, we don't know where things are playing out in the timeline. Because we just have a group of books that happen to come out this week. We have no idea what's already transpired per issue, how anything works out. No real fucking reading order either. So when you had this, is this the subconscious of Batman that jumped fucking dream bodies into finding like Black Adam in the dream world? Or did Damian Wayne do something with, you know, Dead Man Batman, where Batman or where Dead Man and Batman's body jumped into Black Adam's body. Or is this just part of his nightmare? I mean, it Again. is wacky that he ends up and Batman has like paper bats hanging on strings. I mean, that seems very And odd. there's a freaking Haley Circus poster there? Let's see. We'll have to see what it goes goes on. But as one issue, I don't know. Nothing really happens. It looks good. You it got does. me more intrigued talking about it now. But is it real? Or is it just us making up shit because we I don't can't understand give it a what's score happening? Because of us making up shit in our head, and that happens all the time, and it sucks when we do that. It does because <laughs> we get does. excited for something that doesn't come to pass ultimately. It never works, Eric. It never happens. But mm, I mean, he's dealing with some things. Even you said, "Hey, at least he did some research." Yeah, and I love that story. That the Black Adam family was an amazing story to tell, and it was fucking heartbreaking and tragic. Calling upon that, though, honestly. What else are you going to do in Black Adam's career at this point to harken back to? Because he he's been around, but he hasn't done shit. Man, yeah, so. There's been no real progression in the character. What, what would you give this? What do you think? What do you think Teddy, the fucking Black Adam from the 853rd century, who came back in time and de-aged? Teddy! What he's, what he's nightmares are right now. <laughs> What's Malik's nightmares that he's forgotten? I don't give a shit about Malik because I didn't read that book. <laughs> what about he's Teddy? Forgotten. Teddy! I, I like Teddy. He's forgotten. Look, Malik is we gonna be have well so much fun with Teddy. Malik is gonna be so much more remembered than fucking Teddy. Malik, Teddy, Naomi. I mean, let's go down the line. All their nightmares have come true. They're fucking forgotten. Naomi had a goddamn TV show at least. Mm, it was a nightmare itself. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Oh, I watched the first. I watched the first full episode actually, and I was just like, "Yes, well, they." Had a TV show before you even knew what her damn power set was in the comics. Yeah, which, okay, so like, what's her yeah. power set, Jim? Because I know the power to mega level power. She appears there. She's mega level. Didn't she gain telepathy by the final issue? I, I she might have gained a fifth arm. I don't know. I don't remember. She Nobody cares. A foot. <laughs> I wish I could. Hey, hey, what do you give this? Sir? Oh, no, I'm gonna give this a six out of ten. And it's all I'm personal reasons six, because. Too. I think the art's good throughout here. I like seeing Black Adam being involved in the DC Universe, and I like some of the stuff that we did with the the uh, the prologue to this whole thing outside of the dream world. Gets me excited for what could come later on. With the, you know, that's just still all me. I like it the stuff we cool. harken back to for the, what Black Adam's like nightmares would be about from fifty two, and you know, with Batman being involved by the end, whether it's real Batman, Dead Man, Batman, or even a contract is mine. 
everything gets more important when Batman's involved, and that up my score to a six out of ten. But for real, I don't see a lot of people getting a lot of like. A, I don't see a lot of people really enjoying this without, unless they're like a fan of Black Adam or even the idea of like you know, because this is a fast fucking read. I'm telling you, we talked about it in five minutes and really just pontificated on bullshit and trying to fill out some time here on what could be happening, what fun, could not yeah. be happening, and we did have fun, and that's what matters. Going on as long as you had fun, baby. We're dream warriors, Eric. We're here dream warring the shit up. Oh my god, Eric, it's scary. It's summer <laughs> Wayne. I love uh, that one. What, what happened if we get to the next issue and all it starts out with is, you're out of the Justice League. Oh no, it's, it's another nightmare. That's Fuck. all it is, that he's out. Well, we'll be talking about you. it, so we'll find when out. When he says, Adam, we need to talk, I have a feeling we might go down that route, but We'll move on to the next one, Eric, which, again, I, I just don't get it. But what are we talking about? Night Terrors, Poison Ivy, number one, written by G. Willow Wilson, with art by Adagun Ilhan, Mark Morales, and Arif Prianto. And in this, Pamela Isley, she's hanging out in her little getaway spot away from Ivy in the real world, over at Slaughter Swamp, which, in the way that this is picked, I swear that fucker was out in the swamp in the middle of nowhere. You got a cityscape in the background behind you in this freaking Poison Ivy Slaughter Swamp cabin that she wanted to fight Killer Croc over. And we have the idea of this, you know, this is, Ivy just always needs a place. She doesn't know if she can be what Ivy or uh, Harley wants her to be, with, uh, how uh, Harley's moving on and everything that Poison Ivy's done in her own book until she just falls asleep and wakes up into a suburban Edward Scissorhands type of kind of land where you also have the, uh, What's it called? Uh, oh, the uh, Mask of Majora freaking sun pouring down. If you remember Legend of Zelda Mask of Majora, where you had the moon in three days is going to crash down with that face on it. You I had that it in the sky the whole time. Sarek, is oh, what God. I thought about. And all this is is WandaVision. It's, it's just an it's, idea that we've seen a million trillion times. WandaVision, Stepford Wives to a degree with how it works. Stepford Wives. And then when you kind of get that idea and you're like, okay, you know, whatever. Maybe Poison Ivy fans might like this. Then all of a sudden, Jenna from HR comes in, and it seems like it might be her nightmare. And I'm well, like, I the, don't know what's happening. I, like, that's one of the things, the idea of what the rules are. Can people hop nightmares? Who, who knows what insomnia is doing and how anybody else is dealing with the powers that you don't fully understand? Because you have what you believe to have Pamela Isley in a nightmare scenario where her and a Harley have a house. Harley's the freaking, like, a 1950s kind of homemaker wife to her, where she's, like, you know, making cakes for her to show up to like, we got to make sure we go out to a, hang out with the neighbors, you know, the Batman's and the Catwoman's cause and eat our pie with the, like what you pointed out to me, which I didn't do, but you, you should you, approve over and over with the deal. Hey, but, like, just in time for innuendo. pie. I'm like, what? Hey, come on. It's fresh out of the oven. Well, these are just regular pie terms. <laughs> pie is getting cold. We have to eat it out. I'm what? What is fucking going on? It's made with love. I'm like, this is just talking about eating pie all the way through. And then you end up having Batman and Selena involved. And I swear to God, why didn't you have the joke? I told you before this, where Batman's not allowed to eat pie because Johnny, you, see, that been great. Let him. you say, hey, Batman, you want some pie? Oh, he's not allowed to eat. He's not allowed to eat out. I would have laughed so much. I would have laughed. And yet you don't have that. But then again, he's got hot dogs. I, I'm telling you. It's All such I a saw weird was sexual innuendo. Yeah, so I didn't see any of that. I just kind of went into this with a weird idea, like, okay, this is almost feels like a dream scenario, though, because even though things are horrific here, even like outside of Batman and just fucking cargo shorts grilling at their back, like you know, with his mask on, when you have all of this, it's like I said, Harley's kind of horrific to a degree, just for the over 
application of her makeup on top of her normal makeup. And on her eyes she comes up, just yeah, they're crazy. googly as fuck. But when you have this going on, this is a nightmare world where you know you're going to have this built up so insomnia can root through your goddamn nightmares and find the nightmare stone. But Poison Ivy, she seems to go with it because she's like, oh, this is what Harley wants. I like this is weird, and I'm just gonna. And she actually plays it out almost like a dream where you just go with it, but she takes it to another level where. In a dream, you can be horrified what you see. You play it along because what else can you do? You're in a dream. But she's like, you know what? This is actually pretty great what we have right now. But when Jenna from HR comes in, like, she's freaked out. Can anybody hear me? What's going on? This isn't right. None of this is right. I'm like, the fuck did you turn this into a Jenna from HR book? And why does she keep referring to herself as Jenna from fucking HR? There's all these things going on, and Harley looks crazier in the nightmare. Also, by the way, Pie, Pie, Pie talk, and then Selena shows up. Hey, I got the pound cake. <laughs> this is right in your face. This but is pound cake, big, Jim. It's not pound town. <laughs> I heard that Van Halen song. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> Sammy Hagar taught me. Uh, but at the one point, the big play here, and I, I, it made me laugh. Oh, no. Like, Harley seems crazy. There's all this shit going on. But wait a second. We're in a neighborhood where people use pesticides on their lawn. I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go. You did it, G. Will Wilson. And then that weird play where a lot of people were talking in their reviews, even the idea where this would be an Ivy who in the real world, she feels kind of pressured and to be different because of that relationship with Harley. And that seems like something you could explore and would fit very well in the regular series. So you, I would give, but a weird point where Ivy just goes with it and it really throws it off for me because that Janet from HR shows up and i'm like oh man why didn't you just go with this idea where ivy who loves harley who wants to have people like her and all that but she doesn't want it this way and wants to be herself but you kind of go all over the the book just loses complete focus and just is everywhere at one point i just thought that it ended up being slogged by the end it's such a weird idea though because you know in everyday life poison ivy's always going against what she like you know is considered the everyday norm for people and now that she's in her nightmare, it's an exaggerated version of what happens in real life. But say, okay, we're just going to go with it. I'm like, why are you not fighting against what you always fight against in this situation? I know that like Ivy loves Harley, but this is just, I don't know. I, I don't know why we're focusing on Janet from HR philosophy. Like it's a, it's a fun little nightmare scenario where you have like Stepford Wives kind of thing. We're putting her in her own hell of a suburban land, but you just don't go with the hell of a suburban land if that's not who you are as a person. Yeah, I, it's it's weird when you go to that point. And then, you know, you're going around and, oh, there's Nightwing. He's out and he's it's washing his car and hot pants. Yeah, he's got the hot pants. You have the Riddler go by with the Batgirl. It's just weird stuff Is going on. And then the penguin at the one point as a handsome penguin, the, the, the big fat man with the top hat. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I'm like, why isn't he selling flowers? You end up all that. Then out of nowhere, all you get is Janet from HR running around and she runs by. It's such a weird play where. There's insomnia. He looks like he's watching TV in one of the houses, and he's pissed off at the... You you told me about this before we even got started, the idea this is Pandora from the first issues of New 52. Can you spot where the character is? It almost feels... And maybe that would have been cool throughout, but this is just... Maybe it's happening. We just missed him. (laughs) Is is that what he's doing here, trying to find the Nightmare Stone in that one room while he looks like he's pissed off watching TV? I don't know. Again, is he following Jennifer from HR or Poison Ivy, and why are they in the same dream? That's the thing. If he's in this room and he looks pissed, what I want to see more of, of what the hell is she doing in this? She's going to ruin this because if the nightmare ends, 
he can't search through it anymore. And that's what I think that he'd want to have continue until Look, he gets this full search. But it's you're all not a thinking about this the right way, Jim. You didn't even realize if you think about this outside of the box, we just discovered one of the biggest things in the DC universe that you, me, and everybody else didn't know. Because at this point in time, from what we know from Night Terror, is that John D. Doctor Destiny hid the Nightmare Stone in one of his enemies' freaking minds. You didn't know that the biggest enemy that Doctor Destiny has is Janet from HR because she got it fired. Welcome to my world, bitch. Yeah, that'll be it. That's, she ended up throwing. His- she's the she's the the biggest thing out there. Yeah, it's nonsense. It's not, like, I don't get the rules. Like the idea that you have a series with Jenna from HR. I I can't. Again, I'm not going to speak for Poison Ivy fans. I never could. I never will. But reading that, I can't book, even give an opinion. Well, <laughs> really, reading that book though. Is Janet from HR really hitting with people? Is this a character that people like love? Like it, it's a weird play. Like Kevin was in Harley that we actually she ended is up no really Kevin. liking. How dare you? Well, but do people who like Poison Ivy think that? Because all she's been doing, I think most people think of her as a wedge between Pam and Harley, so they're not gonna like that anyway. So why do we keep going with her? And she seems like you said, seems to be the most important thing in this book where she's well, gonna be able to point. break. Pam out of it. Why you, is she in a the, nightmare? And the thing is, like, you know, we have nightmare situations coming on where it's She's black a dream hole jumper. Sun, black hole sun freaking, like, the eyes getting all big and the mouth's <laughs> yeah. getting all big, where you have the situation going on. You have the nightmare scenarios. Ivy, uh, Harley is talking to Ivy with the big eyes and she's uh, kissing and all this goop's coming out of her mouth. And Poison Ivy's, you know what? You're right. And her, her eyes go, all of a sudden, Poison Ivy becomes a, like a construct of the nightmare world and we only focus on Jenna from HR then I'm like, what is going on? Is this the craziest thing I said before we recorded? Would they have had the balls to have, okay, what's your favorite tie-in to Night Terrors? Night Terrors Batman? Night Terrors Ravager? Night Terrors Black Night Adam? Terrors Night Jenna Terrors from HR. Jenna from HR, number one. Because that's what this kind of seems like it is. And I think it's going to be, hey, I saved you from your nightmare, but why is she there? How did she get here? You have these nightmare constructs that are just living in the suburban nightmare, like I said. And all of these people, like a, a Nightwing, Riddler, Selena Kyle, what I have to assume is a weird penguin, even though I only thing that but really makes it is he's fat like on the top half the time, they're living in Oompa Loompa land, like shit has icing coming off a tree. Oh, yeah, it's, it's weird. Not, I don't even get it. But why would nightmare scenarios that are trying to, you know, break the person who's having then go to Jennifer Mature? Why are you trying to make Pamela unhappy? Why are you taking away what she tried to build hard, like so hard to build? I'm like, the fuck are you doing? And why isn't Pamela Isley having a nightmare here? And where is Insomnia to jump in and go, whoa, 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 assholes, I'm trying to find a nightmare stone here. Stop it. Janet from HR, she, it's just nonsense. It's not the, the buildings we'll get out start of this. coming to life. I, like, like, like Power Girl, Janet from HR during the last dream became a telepath and her mind was able to jump the freaking, you know, poison ivies during this dream state. That's what it state. seems. It's going to be, I, I don't know. She's a dream warrior. She's able to jump from mind to mind. You say that, her. I do. I she might say. be. She might be a dream warrior. I don't know why she's here. Was she with Damien reading <laughs> fucking scrolls? Is that her screaming? Because she's a dream. I no, don't it's get me it. screaming. I don't get Is that supposed to be the pack? I guess it's uh, through the whole thing. I actually, until we saw Insomnia in that deal, I'm like, why is he walking around with this top hat? I thought it was insomnia. <laughs> I just thought it was an asshole, like, you know, the, like the idea of a, a, a fat cat freaking rich guy, and that was it. But the more I saw around, like, like he's the Monopoly man, the you thought, Something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. And then at the end, 
I guess that's Barbara, but now she's like in, dude, she's going to get canceled, Eric. She's in blackface there. That should not be allowed. That's not blackface. It's nightmare face. It's I different. don't know what's happening. Nobody else has it, Eric. I think that she's in trouble. It's that called shade. Off. That's <laughs> no, a dog. The, the shade is what I'm going to be throwing at her for what she's doing. Because that is not allowed, Eric. She's canceled. Babs is out. That giant nightmare sun face is not shining on her at this moment. But but it's shining right on the Riddlers right next to her. It's a it finicky giant nightmare sun. You are not in the right here. <laughs> I don't. You should be canceled. I'm not in the wrong either. Defending this now again, or is it Pam's fault for dreaming that? Or is Pam not dreaming? Is Jennifer Major's fault? I don't know. Now everybody's canceled. There is They're what their I own say. fears. You know, I just like the idea. Like we found out in Batman, this is not, you know, insomnia doing. This is your own fears working against you. So Jennifer Major is really scared about all the casting people from from Gotham trying to kill her for trying to take Pamela away from her. I'm just thinking of the whole idea now that really when we have the Night Terrors Nightwing, I just need Nightwing to, oh, no, Night Terrors, I'm in a nightmare. What happened? Babs comes up, I'm pregnant. Get me out of this! Like, he freaks out, right? <laughs> like, all of them have that. Everybody needs that, Eric. But, I don't know, I think she He's should be canceled. He's with Starfire in his nightmares. I think, I, think nightmare, I think Nightmare Dick Grayson should get the hell away from Babs. She is canceled, Eric. I will never look at her the same. Look at that at the end. Like, at the it's end, weird. she's not doing that. Why say. did you have that? And then that sun in the background? Look at this. It. like the Teletubbies. It's not, because the Teletubbies' son was a cute little baby. Well, in the Nightmare of the Teletubbies, they have nightmares, oh. too. I mean, Inky, Winky, and Tinky, they, they don't know what the hell's going on. Tinky, Winky, Dipsy, Lala, and Poe. fuck is coming out of their goddamn mouths? It, yeah. What is it? It Slime. looks like, not, it, to me, it looks like Cheese Whiz. It looks like the real, the real nightmares. These assholes have been eating cheesesteaks this whole time. It didn't leave any for us, Eric. Uh, what is your <laughs> score? Oh, I'm going to give this a fuck you five, because while I thought that... <laughs> I don't like the, the Poison Ivy book normally at this point in time. Like I tell you, I had promised when it started. It's devolved into this nonsense each and every issue you get. And I thought maybe, just maybe, this nightmare scenario might do something to deepen the character, show us who she is now with the Lamia, like how this is affecting her subconscious. I, I, I don't even know what this book is, this Night Terror. I don't it's, know it's either. It's just an amalgam of fucking bullshit with fucking Jennifer Major that doesn't make fuck any sense. You. I didn't yeah, mind I the art, but it was still I confusing. I do a fuck you five as well. And yeah, it, it's it's a mess. I told you the book's been a mess for a long time. Yeah, I thought it has maybe been. this is going to be the thing to really break it up and really sh- become something again. It's not. It's, maybe it's a shame worse. that person you know blocked you, so you can't go and complain to them about the poison ivy. Say I didn't complain the first time. I got blocked. <laughs> you got blocked, right? Just like Barbara. Let's move on to the last book of the night. What is it, Eric? Night Terrors, The Joker, number one, Fuck written you. by Matthew Rosenberg, <laughs> with art by Stefano Rafali, Fabio Fajardo Jr., and Tom Napolitano. <laughs> and in this nightmare situation, <laughs> we're the Joker. Telling you, this is actually something I want to see happen in other places. Like, you know, whether it's a nightmare world, a multiversal Elseworld situation, just the idea of what does the Joker do if Fuck the Batman you. dies? Because right away in this nightmare scenario, Batman is coming after Joker and his gang, including Gaggy. And just the silliest thing happens. He slips on a wet roof, falls off a roof, and dies. And the Joker is just left there. The idea that the game is over, out of his hands, because Batman is just dead by his own incompetence and clutziness, and is just dead and has to figure out how to move on from there and where will life take him. That scenario alone makes me think, that could be cool. What you get from the scenario, though, as it continues on to a nightmare situation where Joker then just goes and starts working 
at a desk job and a cubicle, and it's it it just ultimately becomes it's like Matthew three Rosenberg's jokes that just end up going. Look, over it's, it's Matthew Rosenberg's over. backup to the joke of the man who stopped laughing in long form, and that is not what I needed for this because I thought I thought there could be a cool story. Like I tell you, even with Gaggy here and just some random asshole in a clown mess, and like a dead Batman and Joker sitting in the diner talking about what comes next after they killed everybody else in the diner, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Coming up in the next month or so. There is a bunch of DC manga that are going to be coming out. And they've already been out. They were out in Japan. They're going to be translated. From Japan? They're from Japan. There's a Joker manga. And what ends up happening is the Joker and Batman, this might be spoilers, so sorry, but Joker and Batman are fighting. And during the fight, a gun goes off, you know, a laser gun. And it ends up de-aging Batman to a baby. Yeah, Batman as a baby. So the Joker freaks out because who am I without Batman? So what he decides to do is he has to raise Batman, but he has to raise him in the exact way that will turn him into the proper Batman down the line so that he can fight him. And it's hilarious. In this, you kind of get that same concept of, oh, what am I going to do? We said this is what Black Ad or Black Mana did when, oh, yeah, Aquaman when Aquaman ended up dying and he didn't know what to Supposedly. do. So we've seen Allegedly. this before. Yeah. So when you have all this didn't going die. down. It's fine, and I think that there's like three concepts in this that could have been good, but good in maybe five pages. Like you said, like the backup of the Joker book, yeah. but it just keeps going on and on and on. And then I checked the page counts. How is this an oversized issue for what we're dealing with the Joker at a cubicle doing freaking you know, PowerPoint because presentations? Because they, they want to charge more money. That's why. That's it. They want to charge. At least make it interesting. Are well, there you go. We'll get somebody to do the it. Best Even books the, so far have been the three ninety nine ones in my mind. Yeah, it's weird, but they have because you know you're in and out. But in this, you end up with the same couple jokes, and also where I got this, where you do have insomnia. It seems as you know that body of John D, but being called Mister D, whatever yeah. the case he, may he's be. He's the Joker's boss at Wayne Enterprises for the you know the stuff that they're working on there. What I thought the play could have been instead of gags and the jokes like this i think that the play could have been like what the joker's so fucked up that his regular world's a nightmare anyway so when he gets into this nightmare realm you end up having insomnia who has to almost keep track of him and push him towards like different things but you don't really i just don't know as a character like this is supposed to be so insane and outside of you any kind of normal thinking because of what happened to him through the trauma through the chemicals Everything he's endured to make him the, like the prominent figure that he is in DC Comics, so outside of the box of anybody else, how do you put a pin on what that is in the subconscious mind? Like this, I'm telling you, this should almost be too much for insomnia to handle in the chaotic mind. Yeah, well, that's what I wanted to see by the end. Of- a whirlwind, a tornado that you can't fully recognize or understand, let alone find anything. And when I say that he's trying to keep him in, in check and trying to keep him around. By the end of the two issues, he gives up and he's like, fuck this. I can't. This guy's a nightmare himself and leaves. But in this, it's just, you know, I guess some people could have fun with this. If you're not reading that Joker, the man oh, yeah, stuff stopped laughing or whatever, you can have some. It's, it's low key silliness on this like dark, spooky event because it's not doing much along the lines of anything kind of nightmares. And even the idea of nightmares that everybody else is having. We see all these horrific things. It's the Joker wearing glasses, calling himself Johan. Yeah, it's the backups that we had that we don't really enjoy anyway. And yeah, you end up where this guy's like, hey, but every scene, it almost plays out to me. The terror of it is it plays out like me and you joke sometimes with the SNL skits that they just last a little too long. Oh, yeah. Like each of these scenes, 
just lasts a little bit too long. Like you kind of get a little giggle. Like there's a, there's and a little joke here when, after page after page. When the Joker initially gets the job and he's in Wayne Enterprises and he's searching the own database of the company and stuff like that, where is all the money? You know, he's trying to find this stuff out and doesn't understand how a business works like this. Secret weapons project. He doesn't have access to anything. Everything's invalid. He's like, hey, what's going on here? And everything that's, that's described to him and what they do, it's the most boring bullshit ever. So, like, it's even hard to understand because it's, it's a made-up situation where we approve the things getting approved by these other people who approve it. Uh, he doesn't That's matter. supposed he, to be the social commentary that he's given. I'm just like, now nah, this is just ridiculous. Also, he's searching things, but he shouldn't be able to because then she says he didn't even log into the computer yet. But that's a nitpick, Eric. And maybe if he did log in, he could get that shit. And then it's like, hey, this guy didn't think that I did a good job, so I'll kill him. But then, this is where I thought that insomnia was stepping in. Like, normally that'd be crazy, but we have to keep things going, so I'll promote you. And then at the end, he goes nuts, but. Just didn't play out very well and you know you have gaggy on a couple times i do like when gaggy ends up like what was i supposed to do boss we, had to, we were looking for it <laughs> he was probably the best of it i like when he even says i'm out of here and then mentions i could be a you know a, a guy with the mad hatter then we have the mad hatter at the end seemingly a next door neighbor i don't know if you're gonna play with that i i just don't know uh but overall it just it was a slog it was boring no, to get no, through I agree. It, it goes on way too long for what it's trying to do here because the big mystery is this is who the joker is in a world without batman where he just gives up because he even tried crime after batman initially died but with the there the, the, the being no threat to being stopped he's like why am i playing pirate on the ship where i can just get what i want with no one trying to stop me what's the bullshit so he goes off and loses his mind even more but he actually he gets more sane i guess because even every simple way where he tries to go the insane route even within his job where he kills somebody they promote him. He's going to go blow himself up with Joker gas to the freaking boss, but they're like, no, he's going to promote him. He doesn't have to go that route. And then he ends up going and having like drinks and karaoke with the rest of the employees he's where he's trying to make jacks. But he does, exactly. He's actually becoming more sane as he progresses where he's talking to his neighbor, Mad Hatter, for whatever reason. But the big underlining mystery of all this is as he's becoming this more normal kind of fellow throughout the day, he is hearing that the Batman is back. It's pissing him off because he knows Batman's dead. Batman's fucking his Batman's goddamn closet. Body in his exactly. Closet. Yeah. So, like, you have all this, but then he keeps hearing more things where this threat was eliminated because the Batman showed up. And, like, like but what do you do in a nightmare scenario of that? Because, all right, well, the Batman's back. I got to go stop him. Or do I got to dress as Batman to oust this freaking poser? Yeah, like, and that's what it's weird because you end up where, oh, man, you can't be the Batman. I have my closet and all that. And at the end, he just starts watching TV again. Real Housewives. It's a nightmare. So I'm starting to think, and one of the things that I thought, and it's not how it was played out, and I'm not the writer of the book, but the idea I think that a nightmare for a Joker is that he gets in a world where everybody's like him, that his craziness and his thing, like when, and I got kind of that, like when he says at points, well, that can't be the real Batman. The real Batman's dead in my closet. And they all start laughing. I need at one point for him to be like, no, no, I'm serious. serious. Stop laughing. I'm not, you know, that's not it. And, but you go back and forth with that. That's what I wanted. I want weird glitches too, mate, for the way that only just because of the way the story is set up, because you have the Joker in a nightmare, right? He still knows everything that he knows as the Joker. The Batman's dead. It's all upsetting. He loses his mind or gains his mind, however you want to put it, for like what he ends up doing by working a nine to five job at Wayne Enterprises. But when he goes home at that one point and on the TV's talking, Bruce Wayne himself issued a statement saying that, 
Joker knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. I know, and I know and they that don't he play that up enough. And I know he doesn't want to put that together because that's not fun to him. He doesn't care about Bruce Wayne because all he can, but like, that should be something in his mind, even though he doesn't want to, like, think about it or believe it. That should, but they don't do play that here. It almost seems like he doesn't because even before that announcement, you even had where you had insomnia say to him, you know, Bruce Wayne's taking a liking to you and he yeah. doesn't even bat an eye. And again, where I would go into this is the idea where, okay, Joker's nightmare. It's a, it's a weird play because of what the Joker is. But the idea of why he, he Batman's gone, the game's done. I want that to play out in his other parts of his life where people, like I said, everybody thinks he's a great guy. Well, he's not. And they don't recognize that. He keeps telling them right to their face. But I well, did this, this. I did that. Yeah, nobody like, cares, almost, but it doesn't seem to upset him as much. It's almost like they're trying to play up the ending to American Psycho with Christian Bale with the idea, like, did this actually happen or not? Like, is it all in his mind, this yuppie kind of corporate fellow doing all of this? Like, and like, uh, you know, he, he tells people about what he's done. And it's like, oh, no, you, you didn't do that. This is like they, they find somebody else to move on, like uh, through whether it's the office, uh, the, the detective that's like, you know, investigating and stuff like that, where he's always out in the open with everything he's doing. But he's, there's always a, a way for him to get out and nothing ever happens. So and by the end, you're questioning, did he actually do this or was it all in his mind? It almost feels like it wants to play that, but not once to, enough. But it's just stupid gags and things and that's what gets me i think that you could play this real smart about the idea you go with the the batman not there that's the big play but why does he need batman and what happens when batman's not there in this nightmare world where now there's nobody to stop his craziness and that's what he really needs you get that a little but not enough and i that's what i really wanted more of and by the end it's just way too it's long just, the scene's with just all of these books as the biggest but it problem been like, good I think Ravager did it the best because Ravager's for like, you know, background. Like, even the stuff she's dreaming about, she knows it's not right and she doesn't even know that she's in a dream initially. And so, like, it makes a lot of sense where it's this real fabricated world that she doesn't fully understand what's going on. You don't need insight. But for a lot of these characters, for what they're actually doing in the plot, I wanted this to be somebody to actually sit down and think to themselves, what would be in the subconscious? Like, how can I show people more about who this character is, what I'm going to tell right now? And often it's just, Spooky backgrounds and some gags. <laughs> yeah. Now, in that weapon of at the end, we find out this was actually the faux Joker. <laughs> I actually was hoping to get a little craziness with that, but because you know the whole play of that, but that'd be kind of weird. I don't even know what you do with that because we don't know enough about the faux Joker. You can have them the both. Maybe the nightmare Joker. is that they're both hanging out together. It's the odd couple now. Maybe we can have fun with that. That would give you a little bit more. Because we haven't gotten shit on shit no. on anything in that book. So use that. Well, it would suck to make people buy this. But a lot of people who are doing the regular runs, are, you know, maybe play some that we said they, with they want Ravager. Stuff, yeah. Ravager, make something in this that can elevate your book when you come out of that. That, you know, might be something worthwhile. Because even on top of doing normal Ravager night terror stuff in the dream world, we even see parts of that where it's sto- like, you know, Stormwatch, since they were outside of Earth when this hit, they were able to come down and collect your body and you see Peace People one. So you know shit is still going on. It's expanding itself outside of the main, like, now dream parameter. Now I'm thinking of, like, the other things. Yeah, and the idea, again, where the Joker, in my mind, might have even been able to fight through this nightmare deal. The guy who kind of can tell different dimensions. How do you explain how the Joker's mind works? How like normal people would react to a, a situation like that? This is a guy who ends up, when he's in the Marvel Universe, knew right away that he was in a different universe and things like that. And now you're in a nightmare. It might be wacky. Like you said, maybe it should have been the whole play of insomnia losing his mind throughout all this and giving up. And then just ah, have your damn that, life back and get out of it. Because that would have been fun. 
Yeah, that would have been. And would have elevated the Joker by showing you something in his mind that's something you don't normally get to see. And again, I think that some people be listening to this and like, I had fun. The jokes are funny and that's fine. Yeah. But after all those issues of Matthew Rosenberg of that Joker, the man who stopped laughing into this. I don't know why I expected more, but I thought maybe we'd get something a little different. But yeah, no. Ultimately, this like if you're having fun with the man who stopped laughing backups with the individual Joker and Gaggy just doing random bullshit that doesn't matter. This is an extended version of that. Ultimately, where the Batman's dead and you the Joker's doing goofy shit. I was like you said, and when you were driving me nuts earlier. But the the concept is okay. I like the concept. I mean, yeah. the concept is okay. It just it's too long. Things are and you kind of get away from what you could have really explored it's it's kind of like what we said about the batman tie and we wanted yeah. more we wanted something unique and different to show us why you'd have a book like two this sides here. the same card right here with batman and the joker you're just giving us and that's oh the thing you see you're giving us bait and you kind of aren't giving us space because this is a concept that i enjoy but the path we go on with the concept is a boring concept that you don't fully understand or recognize because of the nightmare scenario and the lack of rules and how things work so it's just the joker doing bullshit Batman's the same old trope, so it gets boring fast. This just gets boring so fast as well, but for a different reason. Yep. Yeah. So what do you give it? Five point five out of ten. Even though I think the art's really good throughout, and it feels like it changes up Fuck like throughout, you. and it, it <laughs> like, but it's it's still kind of cool the way things change and stay the same. Yeah, I'm gonna go five. I'm just gonna go five. I'm not gonna give a nephew five. I do like the concept. I wish that he could have gotten out of his own way and actually given us something unique and clever. That is a nightmare. Not even the idea of the Batman dying, but like, not like, or the idea that Batman ends up killing Joker, which I think he ultimately wants to Batman will cross the line. But just the fact that Batman died through something so stupid as slipping and falling, and it wasn't even the Joker did, was it? Playtime's over through a stupid mistake, and, and they that, play is the, the that is a nightmare. As he's falling to his death and the lightning behind, that was kind yeah. of funny gag. And yeah. That. But uh, I, I kind of was expecting at one point for him to kind of get dressed up in the costume and him and Gaggy going no, out as Batman and Robin it. or something. I don't now because there's no, no, no. Batman. Because we still have a, a supposed Batman out there and Joker knows it's not real. I definitely expect the next one. He's still going to do his nine to five bullshit, but he's going to get a hold of Gaggy. I just think he's, he's just, just doing bullshit go in the streets trying to mug people. And you're going to have a Gaggy and Joker, Batman and Robin. Yeah, I don't. I think that he's just going to go to find out who it is. I don't think he's going to get dressed up and he might find out like, oh, let's see who this is. Maybe we can play our game with him. And, and it's just Gaggy in the costume. <laughs> it's Gaggy. It's like little Gaggy down there. I need like, something hey to do, there. boss. He looks I'm like the, the Bat Mites. I'm the Bat Mites. I'm the Vengeance in the Nights. Hey, look at me. Well, how about if a now that's the problem. The one guy already said, I wish they would have said, well, he's a little shorter than before. But the guy says that his wife says he looks exactly alike. He's there because it would have been funny. Gaggy, and you say that about Gaggy, still funny to me. <laughs> I'm telling you, I want Perfect it to be Batman. because I'm telling you, I could get full out feels from Gaggy saying, but boss, I saw how upset you were. And this is the only way I could, you know, make you happy again. It might have been a nice little play. And it still with could Gaggy. be. And I, I don't think we're going to go that Just say, this is us coming up with ideas that we get excited about that might never, ever happen and be very sad and disappointed. We'll see. We shall see. Look at Batman in that closet. And again, like I said at the beginning of the show, the top of the show, I didn't hate this issue, not all of it. Yeah, I'm I'm just a regular five. You're a little bit more into it than me, but he's off to watch the Housewives of Metropolis, and off we go. Even at the end, though, when he sees that news thing, and he's like, ah, what else is on? I want to see real Housewives. I'm like, all right, what are you playing here? What's going on? I thought you were upset. But that's that. That is the show. What is your book of the week, Eric? 
My book of the week is Night Terrors Ravager, number one. That is mine as well. I thought that that Most was the best book. Most important book in Night Terrors and the rest Eric of the DCU right important. now. It was okay. Like, I, I didn't get mad. And again, some people are enjoying this Night Terrors more than others. We'll see how it keeps going. I wish that, you know, it, just the idea of saying, okay, well, we only have one more issue of, say, Black Hat. Like, you're not going to have that much room to do anything more. And that's, and that's the problem the with problem. two issues every time we have them. Whenever this big event like this happened, you always have these two-month events where you have the main book telling a story. You have all these tie-ins, and there are only two issues, and you need at least three to tell what feels like a real story. Two issues is just too little to do anything of any kind of substance. Yeah, because the first issue is usually just set up, you know, set up, and then you have to get to a cliffhanger, and it just doesn't work out. And then out, the but, conclusion real quick. Yeah, and then the conclusion. But this is what we'll be talking about next week. Two of these, or three maybe, Eric, who knows, I'm not telling, might be on the Patreon Spotlight, Patreon-only deal if you want to listen to that each and every Thursday night when it comes out. You can become a member of our Patreon at patreon.com slash weirdscience. Here's what we have. Batman Incorporated, number 10. We've been enjoying that. That's Batman Inc. It's spooky as hell, Eric. That's Joker Inc. We end up having a couple books that aren't Night Terrors, but most of them are Night Terrors. We have Night Terrors number one. So we start the actual proper numbered issues next Crazy. week. Crazy. Night Terrors Green Lantern number one. That's a Jeremy Adams joint. So people are excited What's about that. What's Hal Jordan afraid of, Jim? Is it commitment? It might be. Probably. <laughs> or maybe that guy that's locked in the bathroom. Night Terrors Robin number one. All right. Terrors Robin number one gets to basically. I, I, I look believe, forward to getting back to a Robin book, even if well, it's a Night Terrors one. Is, I believe Eric's two favorite Robins in that book, if I'm not mistaken. Am Tim I Drake right? and Jason Todd? Exactly. That's what they. Oh, that's what that book is. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't talking out of school. <laughs> but it is. Yeah, that's what it All is. Right. Night Terrors Shazam number one. Damn right. Mark Wade writing that. I'd so buy that book. Cool. Yeah, you would. Who's doing the Robin book? You know, uh, the Robin book, I believe, might be. I'm looking now because for some it's reason, I'm going to say, oh, Eric, well, what's your favorite Shazam story <laughs> of all time? <laughs> That's a crazy thing to ask. It's like, ask me what my favorite child is. Damn it. Wait, wait, I'm looking at these things. It's and not it's a big not deal. Good. It's fine. I can look it up. I just was curious. I think it might be uh, Kenny Porter. Okay. I think that's who's doing it. Okay. If I'm okay, not I'm sorry. right, then somebody. No, I'm looking and I'm like, why didn't they give me the credits of this damn thing? There's like 800 freaking things going on. No. Now I now I lost my space, Eric. I, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know. What, what are you doing to me? I do believe it's Kenny. Just ask your questions. I believe it's Kenny It is Porter. Kenny Porter. I just looked it up right now. For some reason, I thought it was Tim Seeley out of nowhere, but he did that He's Rob doing something, isn't he? Book, so oh, okay. I, I thought he was doing something like new at DC again. I think he is doing the Angel Breaker. Uh, okay. Down the line, but that doesn't come out next week, so let's not uh, confuse okay. people. Night, Night Terrors, Terrors Robin. The Flash, okay. number one, comes out. We got Night What's, Terrors. Is, 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 uh, Wally don't even a, start. is Wally West afraid of Sizemore taking over his book? Because <laughs> I know I am. It's my nightmares. That's my fucking night and day terror. The idea that the fucked up nightmares will still make more sense than that fucking cosmic shit. Night Terrors, Zatanna. My nightmare of the town is that it's all backwards, backwards magic. magic. Yeah. I, I don't need that shit. Spirit World Tell number you, three. I got, I got three things that I hate reading in DC Comics. It's not about the characters or anything. It's just the way whenever these characters show up, I don't have a good time. It's because backwards magic. You got to sit there and fucking try to figure that shit out backwards. 
whenever you have Bizarro speech from Bizarro World, Bizarro, because then you're like, is this actually what he means or does he mean it backwards? Because a lot of writers go back and forth on whether they use it properly. And then Etrigan Ryman and Steelen just gets fucking annoying as shit to me. And the fourth Eric, the Dutch. <laughs> we have Spirit World number three. Uh, hopefully that rebounds. We were down well, on yeah. that second well, issue. The spirit so. world, Jim, that's still kind of spooky. Are we just spirits in the material world? That's that police song, Eric? I don't know. I'm telling you, you, you say that. I thought, you're like, you know, it's Madonna all of a sudden. No. Material world. Spirits. That's a good song. I've been listening to a lot of police lately. World's finest Teen Titans number one. All right. That's not coming out. But I don't know. That'll be cool. Yeah. I want to see how that is. And the world's finest regular Batman Superman world's finest will be continuing through these spooky months as well. I had to tell somebody that today. One person said, I'm not getting involved with Night Terrors. I'll see you in September when I get back to my night, uh, my world's finest. I said, you don't have to wait till no September, buddy. You're going to get even the Teen Titans next week. You'll have the world's finest going. He's, he's set. He's a happy camper. Coming up, we'll have a um, that Lex Luthor book from Mark Wade as well, I think, in two weeks that comes out. Now, is it a, a Lex? The thing is, I don't know much about it because I don't do The Last Days of Lex like Luthor is what it's called. Now, you call it The Last Days. Is it his own little set aside kind of thing, or is it in continuity Lex Luthor in the DC universe? I, I think it's like a... Because it sounds uh, like it's a, like an Elseworld situation. It's a spiritual successor to Birthright, I think is what oh, it really? is. So, yeah, I don't like so, that. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how it is. We'll see how many books are coming out, but some people are excited about it. But with all that, two now or three I gotta go reread books, Birthright. I don't wanna. Yeah, I know. Well, two or three of those books will be on the spotlight, like I said, patreon.com slash Weird science, right? Is that what we call ourselves? Weird science. I think I'm in the nightmare realm, Eric. It'd be funny. Your nightmare all of a sudden was like, oh, no, insomnia is attacking Eric. All of a sudden, you're on, you're in Skitaris, but then you escaped the dinosaur island with Etrigan and and also Commandy. There you go, Eric. You're set. Just imagine the team of me going to the places I hate in the DC Universe with Etrigan, Bizarro, and Zatanna. Oh, it'd be so great. And then at the end, you're like, the only person who can save me is Firestorm. And then the Who? Firestorm. Uh, he doesn't exist in your nightmare no, no, world, No, no, he Eric. does, but it's just they say who because nobody cares about Firestorm. <laughs> well, assholes. that too. I'm just saying it doesn't exist. I'm telling you, the thing is, too, going back to what we talked about when we first started with you know, uh, First Blood with the idea, Dead Man, and like, is this a common name like, Do- like Dr. Destiny Dead? Like, who's that? Who's that? I feel like I could say the same thing about Firestorm. People on the street, I who? don't know. And then you're like, oh, no, Firestorm doesn't exist. Get me Hawkman. Hawk who? Like, uh. He doesn't exist either. All of your characters. What about Tim Drake? Nope. He's I not still got Captain either. Marvel, right? No, he's out. Eric. Yeah, Captain Marvel and Carol Danvers shows up. Aww. And she's like, what can I do for you? And you're like, I hate ladies. Get out of here. <laughs> no, the thing is, it won't, it won't even be Captain Marvel, Carol Dunners. It would be the one before that, Marvel, and I don't Mar-Vell? Can, can care, even care even less about. How dare you, Eric? There's people who get real mad at Fuck them. This one guy's like, everybody wants Marvel back. I'm like, I think that if you don't like Carol Danvers, most people just want that to get all pushed. You know, you, the thing is, Mar-Vell. I don't know if I ever told you this. I don't think I ever talked about the podcast, but when I was a kid, the idea of Captain Marvel, I thought he was stupid and I hate him. What I actually latched on to was Miss Marvel. I thought she was cool as hell, who was Carol Danvers. And I'm like, and you now she's like Captain Marvel. You like the Warrior, Captain Marvel? How dare you? <laughs> Fuck him. I ended up where, uh, when I started the on the Patreon, the Crisis deal, I ended up doing the big uh, the big deal with Marvel 
I forget. It was like that. I don't remember what the hell when it was. was. A, it was one of was the a, first events of Marvel. Yeah, when I was a kid, I was at a yard sale or a garage sale or like a, a flea market. I forget which one it was. I know I picked it up. But the same day, I picked up like it was from 1978, I think. Like Miss Marvel number one and Spider Woman number one. And I thought these were the coolest goddamn characters Eric, ever. I read Miss Marvel number one just yesterday night because I'll be going up it's on good. the Patreon for it. That's my next uh, Marvel Back Issues podcast. You've read Spider Woman number one already, right? Yeah. Yeah, I already yeah, had yeah. that up there on the God, Back Issues. That's really good. I really like that. Especially, I'm telling you, I was all about it because she had different powers than Spider-Man. I'm like, that's so cool. Man, I like, I really did like the Miss Marvel number one. It's pretty cool. Everybody's losing their mind, too. There's a lot of real uh, jerks in that. Like, what's this lady thing she's doing? I'm like, <laughs> just like Ooh. real life. I, I, I actually, I'm like, this is like looking into the future. What the hell is this? Does like, life imitate art or does art imitate life? I don't know. It's all a nightmare, Eric. It's all a dream we like to call life. Going through it's a nightmare for me, but some Welcome people to my think world, it's a bitch. dream. Yeah, that's what I said. Really? Welcome to my world, bitch. Yes, but yeah, two of those are on there. We have a bunch of different. It's the best sound effects ever. We have a bunch of things going on on our Patreon, so check that out. Also, check you out. Still, I you still got the wicked Witch one? Oh, what's that? I'll give you my pretty and your souls. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was just good for it. you. Uh, you love it. I do love the Wizard of Oz. But with all that, thanks everybody. I hope that you got spooked up for the old summer ween. Uh, we'll be continuing this for two months and we'll see how it goes. I hope that people at least enjoy some of the books or have fun poking fun at them. So definitely we'll check be out skewering and reviewing Most them. Yeah, and if you book. haven't done, check that out. But Eric, that is it. What do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. Keep week. it spooky. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. I'll give you my pretty and your little soul too.